Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. to believe in me and i want people to believe me when they taste my beer that's what it's about you mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung (laughs) i like to actually scoop up the yeast Uh and look at it seven o'clock came real early that next morning yeah man thanks for dumbing that down for us you did an awesome job it's all about food and beer punch me in the junk man that thing was thick the point is just beat it like it's your dick i like to smell it (laughs) afterwards are you being sarcastic no now bring your body armor i ran into my jungle once on a ball valve on a kettle That's a a true happy ending. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Well... Expert drinkers, this is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good afternoon and happy Memorial Day or whatever it is that you say on days that are celebrating fallen heroes. Memorial Day? Woo-hoo. You don't say happy, do you? Say other things like, I don't know what you say. Gucci, what the hell do you say on Memorial Day? He doesn't know either. He's our only soldier in the room. Where's the beer, I think? <laughs> yeah, where's the... We need beer. Uh, welcome to the program, everybody. It's a nice holiday weekend edition of the Brewing Network. We don't take holidays around here. We make our own holidays, and uh, Memorial Day isn't one of them. So we're in here. Even Bevo is with us today. Yes, I am. Bev, welcome back to the studio. Thank you. First time uh, you'll get to use your new squirrel in, in person. It's in the other room, though. I don't have the studio. It was shedding. It's so gross. <laughs> Doc bought uh, Bevo a dead squirrel, yeah. which is nice. A lot of men in your life buy you dead squirrels. Oh, Doc's the only one who's actually bought one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sam's frugal enough to go looking for one. <laughs> just, just, finds yeah. just finds them. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a lucky girl. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, he bought you this dead squirrel, which was kind of nice. It was a nice gesture, but it's like losing things all over the place. I had to clean the whole <laughs> studio today. It's shedding its winter coat. I don't even know what it was. It was falling off. It was you know nasty. you have too much money when you go on eBay specifically looking just to buy a dead stuffed squirrel. You probably paid a good chunk of change I for know that he thing, did. too. <laughs> That's a good point she makes. You do have too much money if you can just throw around for dead squirrels. Well, Doc's not with us today, though. He might make it later in the program, but he had uh, family obligations. Uh, If you were listening last week, you know that. Instead, hanging out with us today, the great Jamil Zayna Chef with two Fs. Jamil, what's happening, brother? (laughs) I spelt it right this week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was... uh, 
writing promotional material for you for the uh, past like week and a half. That's all top secret stuff. Yeah. But I had to spell your name right several times over. So I think I finally got it down. It's Zana Chef with it's two It's only F's. taken you know, over a little over two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> Jamil's with us today, and he's helping us do a uh, disgu- deciphering your homebrew score sheets show. You know, a lot of you uh, entering competitions for the first time. Um, I think it's a big competition year. What would you guys say? Uh, both of you have done some competition organizing. Tasty's here with us today, too. Jamil and Tasty, you've done some organizing this year. Would you say that there's more people entering competition this year than there has been in your past experience? Mm, some competitions, but not, not all of them. Not some, so much. Some are way down. Yes, some are down. Well, okay. uh, the Nationals are, are up. They are up. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm just noticing it more because the BN listeners are entering so much, it seems, this year. Or at least mm-hmm. they're winning so many awards and sending us, uh, you know... Thank yous for that. So maybe that's why it seems like it. But a lot of you entering for the first time, you get these score sheets back. You don't really know what the judges are saying. Sometimes uh, the judges are right on, and you still can't tell what they're talking about. And sometimes they just write downright weird comments on your score sheet. So Jamil is going to help out today. We had a select group of listeners send us in their competition beers and their score sheets and their recipes, and we're going to read through those and try to figure out what the deal is. Did I get that right, Jamil? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> and we might, we might, we might uh, slap a judge or two around. Okay, as good. we're going. Are you looking through already? Kind of thinking, like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay. So, uh, give you for an example here, Philip, certified judge. I won't use his last name. Don't want to embarrass him, but at least he put his ID down here. It's like appearance. Okay, appropriate to style. Two out of three. It's like, well, if it's okay and it's appropriate to style, it's three out of three, you bonehead. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not something in the the grand scheme of things, but... Yeah, yeah you, you want to know why I you're just, missing a point. That's what you really it, want to know. Yeah, I find it offensive that, okay, if you're going to ding the points, then you need to write something yeah. down here, explain yeah. why why it's not uh, three out of three. Yeah. Nothing like an unsubstantiated ding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. Don't like those those dings coming out of nowhere. <laughs> Got to come from somewhere. All right, so that's what we're going to be doing today. We'll go through those score sheets with you. If you've sent us beer, uh, you should be listening. You may want to call in later on. We'll see how uh, they do with uh, covering your questions and what some of the issues were. And uh, JP is actually on the uh, qualified side of the desk today. You're sitting next to uh, to Tasty and Jamil. What's going on over there? Well, I'm... Uh, Are you going to be helping with this uh, portion of the program? I've been doing some things. <laughs> I have no idea. It's just an empty chair. Does, does yeah. that mean I'm not qualified? No. Yes. But I'm on your side, technically. I'm on the... This you, you're no. on your own side. I'm my own side. Yeah. Oh, you suck. You, the rest of you, you're on Chad's side, if you think about it. You're on Shat's side. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. On the right side. Am I, am and I it on really JP's doesn't, side, though? It doesn't well, yeah. matter where JP sits. JP's like step moving up in the world qualified. tonight. I don't, yeah. still, I don't know if I'm okay with that. You'll be fine. Yeah. Now, we did start uh, new uh, chat room rules, though, Bebo. Okay. And we, d- we started it last week with JP, and we've started yeah. it after uh, your recent experiences with um, our beloved chatters. Yeah, it's the mods can't wear pants. Right. Okay. That's how it is. That's fair. So, so uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. No, we are ruling the chat room with an iron fist for a couple of weeks. So if anybody gets out of line in any way, shape, or form, no questions asked. You don't even have to give a warning. Get rid of them. So if they are are fighting with each other, um, you know, in a in a a way that's not fun, if they are saying things that are mean, anything like that, just dump them, get rid of them. It's over. 
Okay. All right? We're doing that for a while until we get rid of the, the, the people who are causing you some trouble. Well, really, it's only been two, and we've gotten rid of both of them. So. Well, but it happened in like consecutive weeks, and I got complaints outside of the show really? about it. So uh, we're changing things for a little while okay. until you know people learn to be adults again. So <laughs> anything happens that. in there, just get rid of them. All right. All right. But you can join the chat room just by hitting the chat now button. It's right there on the homepage. That page. totally makes you want to join, huh? <laughs> exactly. Well, if you got uh, questions for Jamil or Tasty or <laughs> even JP. Yeah, ask me things. Uh, then you can join the chat just by hitting the chat now button. Punch in a name, press enter, no password. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to give us your email address, any of that garbage. And Bevo will send your questions along to us. You can also call us 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER, and that's the, uh, the phone number. It's also the line you can use all week long to leave us messages, which is working again this week. And we got a few messages. A lot of messages for you this week, JP. Me? Why? I, I don't know. They just, a lot of them, the, it seems that the drunker they are, there's this, <laughs> there's this ratio between amount of alcohol they've had yeah. and starting the whole voicemail with, Hi, JP. Am I the fat chick in the, in the, in the bar? Is that what it is? It's one yes. fifteen when they're calling? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They figure they can get lucky with you. Yeah. Well. Spear goggles. JP will you do. You make one hot bitch when they're drunk. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, you don't do. you forget that. <laughs> And we've got a full studio today, too. Uh, something about everyone having the day off tomorrow. I have a feeling there, are, there will be multiple competitors for Drunk of the Week this week. Oh, yeah. Bevo. I think the Schumann brought... Bevo, you had already signed oh, up yes. for it, right? I'm going to try. I don't know. I'm not really in the mood tonight, but I'm, you know. Is Sam going to pick you up later or what? Sam's in Tahoe. Oh, yes. So... Bevo's sleeping here all drunk and shit. <laughs> all right. She brought her pajamas. Well, all right. <laughs> all right, good. Uh, and then the Schumanns, yeah, they were already priming up earlier today. And I don't know, last time Shad had a Monday off, he went pretty, he kind of went for it too. Pretty heavy. What do you think? How are you feeling today, Shad? Uh, we'll see. <sighs> Just warming up. Shad was already dropping things all over the place before the show. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then before we get to this whole uh, homebrew competition thing, we're actually going to be speaking to the director of the American Homebrewers Association, Gary Glass. That's coming up in about 20 minutes. We get Gary on the line. And he's going to talk to us about the National Homebrewers Conference and competition coming up Cincinnati in June. And we will be there broadcasting for you. And we're also going to talk about some legislation that's been going on across the country. A few different states, including ours here in California, been doing some weird things with homebrew laws lately. So we'll talk to oh. Gary about all that in about uh, 20 minutes. Are you talking about gay marriage? That has nothing to do with homebrew. Oh, damn it. Uh, the anniversary party, if you didn't know already, it is set for Saturday, June 14th in Napa at Downtown Joe's, and uh, everyone's going to be there. If you're not there, it's because you have something better to do. But we're all going to be there, and lots of beer will be on hand. You can bring your homebrew. There's going to be a homebrew tasting from 5 to 6, and we're going to have five different unique beers from, um, um, I think they're all going to be from our area, on a rotating tap handle that'll go uh, all night long, plus all the great beers from Colin Kaminsky at Downtown Joe's, plus... Three different bands are playing the event, and we're broadcasting, and there'll be video streaming, and um, chicks in, like... Birthday suits? I don't know. I think they were talking about breasty shirts, though. There's a lot of breasty shirt talk in in the forum. What's a breasty shirt? You know, anything that shows breasts. You couldn't figure that out? A breasty shirt. 
Okay, all right. I mean, what else would you think a breasty shirt would be? I don't know. I, I, I mean, it could be a lot of things. It could be a low cleavage shirt. It could be uh-huh. a one that it's very tight. I don't know. I want to Either know these way. things. It's a shirt with like a patch of breasts on the front. Yeah. I Maybe bought it's... one for you, and I got one for Chad. Yeah, they're like fake ones, so you can <laughs> I'll have one. Yeah. yeah, so you can learn what it feels like to nurse a baby, kind yeah. of a thing. That's exactly what it is. All right then. So uh, lots of fun to be had by all. Saturday, June fourteenth at Downtown Joe's. Back by popular demand, Brewing Classic Styles, signed by Jamil Zanishev himself. I didn't sign them for him. I didn't sign his name. He came over here and did it. And we're selling those in the store. It's the only place you can get a signed book right now. Is that right, Jamil? That's right. Are you doing any public signings anytime soon? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, NHC. You'll be doing one there? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. They didn't ask me, so maybe I won't. Maybe they don't want me to. I think the only place you can get it done is, is through the Brewing Network store. I'll be at the Barnes & Noble on Main Street <laughs> from 3 to 4. <laughs> yeah, in Columbus. <laughs> they won't even let me in Cincinnati. So that's now in our store. Go there, uh, get them while they're hot. AHA memberships also available in the store. The American Homebrewers Association. It is the club for you if you're a homebrewer and... You really should sign up. You'll find out a little bit more from Gary today when we talk to him in a few minutes. But they do a lot to help you as homebrewers. Plus, you get a bunch of pub discounts. And you get Zymergy Magazine six times a year, which is a good magazine, um, despite the fact that they let JP write articles for it. Uh, But, yeah, you can sign up through the store. Just go to the store, hit the Memberships button, sign up for that. It's the same price as if you signed up somewhere else, but it helps us out, too. I think, uh, you know, if you sign up for Zymergy, you might get the uh, article about... uh Maggots. Oh, God damn it, Jamil. <laughs> Why do you have an article about maggots in there? I told you my maggot story, didn't I? That you... what? Yeah, it's like every time you do this particular <laughs> no, beer, you no. find maggots in it or something? <laughs> no, no I, I, I got a maggot story. And if, if you uh, sign puke. up for, for the HA, you'll get Zymergy and you get my maggot story. When is that coming out? I don't know, but it's coming up uh, probably in the near future sometime. I don't know. So yeah. sign up right away. See, I feel like I did a really good job of promoting the memberships, and I feel like you just ruined the good job that I did. Yeah, hey, I think people would be curious to find out my maggot story if that's the only place you can find my maggot story. Oh, God. All right, so there's your other reason. Stop saying maggots. <laughs> yeah, can, we, can we strike maggot from our vocabulary here in the BN studio? I have video, too. Ah. Yeah. Would you rather fly larva? That sounds even creepier. I don't know. Something about maggot. Yeah. All right, so go to the store. There's all kinds of good stuff there. The other thing you can do to support us, and a lot of you have been doing it, so I want to say thanks, is signing up for donations. There are recurring donations just by hitting the Make a Donation button. You can sign up anywhere from 2 bucks to like 100 bucks a month if you got nothing else to do with your money, like Doc. And uh, <laughs> Or you can just do a one-time donation. Maybe you got 5 bucks burning a hole in your pocket, and you want to say thanks to Jamil for this great program he's going to do for you today. And you can hit the one-time donation button. And that's really been helping us a lot. The lights are on in the studio because of it. So thank you for all of you that have been donating. And finally, all show ideas go to Chad at TheBrewingNetwork.com. C-H-A-D at TheBrewingNetwork.com. All insults go to J-P at TheBrewingNetwork.com. And general feedback goes to feedback at TheBrewingNetwork.com. Did I cover everything, Chad? Am I missing any announcements? Chad doesn't You're good. You sure? Yeah, you're good. Chad watched a program the other day about what uh, producers do. <laughs> like the what? lights are on. I wonder if like, he's like, all on top of things today. Yeah, my, it was really amazing. Well, it was I'm fascinating like, to watch him. Yeah. I'm sitting there watching the program, too, and, it, and every time something else came up that, that to me seemed quite obvious, he went, oh. <laughs> oh. A producer makes sure you're the talent kidding. is on time. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think that was one of the things, like, uh, you know, check everybody's schedule, make sure they show their at your chat. Oh. 
Yeah, take a, let me take some notes down for that. But it didn't say a producer took notes. I don't know what to do. So I'm in a quandary. <laughs> Miss the notes. <laughs> Chat will be all over it on today's program. I'm sure of it. I can I tell already. <laughs> uh, do we know what beers are pouring at the uh, the anniversary party, or is that a secret? We don't know for sure yet. I'll tell you two of the breweries that we know of. Uh, Firestone Walker Brewing oh. Company. Matt Brindleson. He didn't even tell me what. Really? He just said... Uh, That's, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, he said, don't worry about a thing. I've got something really nice for you, and it'll be at the party. And he might be there, too. He's going to try to make it. Cool. Um, and then I think Sacramento Brewing Company, Peter Hoey, uh, is, he's got one of his... I think he's going to barrel age one of his uh, GABF gold medals. Really? Is what he's going to do. You mean the beer or just the medal? Put, the, just put the it in the metal, barrel. Yeah. And then let us have that. Cool. So that's a couple of them. We're still working on a few more. We'll give you details as we get them. That's cool. I have a question from the chat. They want to know if you prefer bottles or kegs at kegs. the, at the uh, anniversary show. Kegs are kegs. the preferred uh, serving vessel at the anniversary party because we're going to set up a whole custom tap setup. And Colin there at Downtown Joe's specifically requested that we do kegs. Keg it up. I know some of you from out of town, you can't bring a keg on the plane with you, which is unfortunate. You can bring bottles. That's fine. Bring bombers, and we'll work it out. But if you're local, bring a keg. If you don't keg and you're local, it's cool. Just, you know, any of you who can do kegs, do it. The rest of you bring bottles. We'll work it out. We'll make it happen. But if you're in line for security, don't tell them you have bombers in your bags. I got a bomber. (laughs) I got a couple of bombers in my suitcase. That's going to be okay, right? (laughs) Yeah. Can you be careful with that? I have some bombers. Yeah. You won't make it to the party. All right. And we got a bunch of people. Who are all these people, (laughs) Shad? What do you mean? Who are all these people? Check your schedule. I Ted. only know some of these people, don't I? Do well, I do I know people here that I that I like I've met before and I'm just forgetting? Nathan and Nicole. Nathan's in Doe's. Great Brewer. Oh, I've Did never well met you, Nathan. I've just spoken to you. All right. Nicole works. And at Nicole Travis. is the that's right, bartender from the Trappist. Very nice. Nathan, good work. We only let guests in who bring hot chicks. <laughs> so good on you. Chris brought his hot chick next to him from North Coast. His buddy Joe. Yeah. He was Chris, hanging out drinking yeah. beers with us yesterday in the city. Ah, very nice. Had a good time. Chris, did you just come to chill with us? That's awesome. Yeah? All right. That's you don't have to work tomorrow, right? Nice. Drunk of the week for uh, Chris from North Coast, oh. maybe. Let's we'll see how that goes. I was drinking all the prankster you gave us uh, by myself this weekend. Everyone was gone, so I just started busting open bottles of prankster, man. Son of a bitch. Yeah, thanks for leaving that behind. <laughs> it was good stuff, too. And we got the Gooch hanging out with us. Yeah. Gooch has been telling me he's going to come to a show for like a year. And uh, Who's his own hot chick, really? And, yeah, Gooch is, well, he brought a Harley <laughs> Davidson, which to me is the equivalent of a hot chick, so good on him. And uh, Cool. All right, lots of people hanging out. Let's do a little bit of feedback, because we've got a lot of show to get to today, and um, not a lot of time to do it. Oh, my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. Feedback is brought to you by Wirtomatic.com. Wirtomatic.com, the home brewing gadget website. And a lot of stuff came through today, too. It's going to take a little while. This guy says, I've been plowing through the archives and finally found the water show part one way back near the beginning of the BN. And this, of course, was a basic water overview. And later in the water show part two was a more detailed look at water pH. He says what's missing is how to put it all together in a practical form that can be used. It's time for a water show part three. Specifically, what water profiles are needed for each style, target profiles for approximate SRM, um, or an actual profile for at least the more common style categories. Um, and then some, he has some other questions about water. Uh, you know, I'll have to talk to Doc and Colin about that. I can tell you right now we're not going to cover water profile for every style. 
That's just, you know, as if our show's not long enough as it is in a city or doing that. But there are places you can find it. Maybe we'll pick a few in Water Show Part 3 and talk to you about how to figure out how to build the water that way. Although I think they covered that in Water Show Part 2. So check it out. I'll talk to the boys and see what we can do. Um, so he says all the forums he visits look for this information. So maybe we should cover it. I'll check it out. Chat, check it out. Check it out. Hey, BNers, PFC Dakota Brewer here. I'm relatively new here and don't always get to listen live, but I wanted to tell you guys about my homebrewing club's first ever Pork and Pints Weekend. Whoa. That sounds fun, huh, JP? Yeah, it does. The Big Sioux Brewing Society, or BS Squared, was founded last year, and we had our first club barbecue, Pork and Pints Weekend, last week. Six kegs of homebrew, a ton of different bottled homebrew, 40 pounds of ribs. And eight STDs. 20 pounds of chicken. <laughs> A ton of potato salad and I like chicken beans and a lot of, and a lot of people came out to party. Everyone loved the homebrew and barbecue. It's looking like we'll do this again. We had live music, party till late in the night around a campfire, and hope to make it bigger next year. So please let people in the BN know about it in case anyone in the South Dakota area wants to come. Thanks for the BN um, for giving brewers a media to share events and culture pros from dakota brewer so good event all you homebrew clubs should be doing stuff like that get your community together and and pork with each other yeah hey all that food sounded like the south beach diet that i'm on are you you're not on the south i beach was gonna diet. say are you really oh. on the south beach <laughs> he drank a diet on soda beach on south beach one time <laughs> you know as much as as much as as we make fun of chat for being a big fat load around here at this house if you went on a diet chat we'd make fun of you even more man <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If you yeah. ever dieted at all, if we noticed... My like head a, would get big or something. Yeah. If you had like a, even a slim fast bar, you'd never hear the end of it. <laughs> I was supposed to start the South Beach diet on Friday, but yeah. then I ate a bagel and failed. Good work. <laughs> but right. I'm not at the beach, so I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> Way to go, Beavis. Yeah, I just don't care. Whatever. Uh, yeah, you're, a, you're married now. Yeah, here's the dude just... <laughs> <Yeah. thanks>. Let <laughs> it go. <laughs> you're fine. Thanks for getting the show's archive so quickly. Unfortunately, I rarely get to listen live, but the archives keep me from going postal on my morning commute. Remind Shat to send me all your shirt sizes. Proached from Lee. I don't know what that's about, Shat, but that's for yes. you. Uh, here we go. Just checked out the awesome interview with Spike from Terrapin. That was last week. I have the occasional shipment of different Terrapin beers that land on my doorstep about four times a year here in Los Alamitos, California, and I savor each and every bottle. A friend passed me the link, so glad that I finally found your site. I passed the link to other Terrapin lovers in California, Colorado, New York, and Connecticut. And he wants to know if we've ever had Green Flash. And, yeah, we've had Green Flash. Oh, yeah. Right? We've good not stuff. had him on the show yet, but no. um, we've had their beer. That is good beer. All right, good. Glad you liked the show. That was, Spike was cool last week. He was a lot of fun. So if you haven't listened to that yet, it's our Terrapin show. Uh, let's see. This is a long one. Hey, guys. Just found your show, and I'm loving it so far. I started homebrewing in February with a setup given to me by my fiance, which is probably the coolest gift I've ever received. I've done two batches so far. Both were oatmeal stouts from extract kits purchased from Midwest Homebrewing Supplies in Minneapolis. And he has a question about hopping. He said, the kits came with pelleted hops, and I was really unsure about the best way to add the hops. The first batch, I used a new cotton tea bag to contain the hops, and the second batch, I just dumped them in and let them clarify out in the two-stage fermentation. He said tea bag. I don't get to drink the first batch. I didn't get to drink the first batch due to a sanitation problem. Wild yeast, I think. The beer was really sour. But the second batch turned out great. So my question is, should I try to contain the hops or just dump them in? It was so easy to siphon without getting a bunch of chunks in the beer, so I'm not opposed to just dumping them in and letting them filter out during fermentation. So Either way. 
What do you guys think? Jay-Z, any advice on that? I wasn't paying attention. I'm reading through the score sheets. Um, you say either way, JP? Yeah, either it's, way. It's you, preference, you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I dump them in now. I used to use a hot bag. I don't use a hot bag anymore, although I am a, I am a, I do I do really like tea bagging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I think you get a lot of flavor out of the tea bag mm-hmm. method. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just throw them in there now. Is it about putting hops in uh, bags? Oh yeah, and I like I like putting hops in bags <laughs> yeah. too. I like that I uh, no, I, I skip the bags for anything. I just go loose top pellets, just toss it in. Just free pellet it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm commando style. <laughs> oh, I get it. You guys are making balls jokes. No, no, we're, no, no. we're not. The pellets, they don't balls. Oh. He said balls. I got it. No, they're like they do have they do have a, a ball. <laughs> yeah, at uh, they've got those balls at. Uh, at Morbier, don't they? Where you put your hops in your balls? You oh yeah, the, balls in your, yeah, in your work, yeah. 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 Or oh yeah, well, we used to. We used to have a bag. It's a metal yeah. tea bag, basically. We yeah. used to, but uh, actually, the, so the uh, the two cups that form the balls, mm-hmm. uh, everything is stainless except the hinge. For some uh, reason, wasn't stainless. Yeah, and uh, so we stopped selling them because yeah. because the uh, the pin would actually deteriorate, uh. and then your ball would break. Yeah, and you don't want your balls breaking. <laughs> and all the insides really, get everywhere. It's gross. Yeah, it makes, it makes yeah, a big mess. A mess Bust day. a ball. Yeah. Bust it, yeah. <laughs> I started out with the hop bags, and then I went to just uh, throwing the hops in there. I stopped worrying about it. And then with our new kettle and pump system that Chat and I use, uh, I've had to go back to using hop bags. I don't know what you've been doing, Chat. Because every time I was, if I went without hop bags, it would clog in the pump. Even after we drilled out the crosshairs, the crosshairs in in the really even even after that, it's probably just because I'm a retarded brewer. But it was just for some reason, every time it would clog. So I went back to using hop bags because. Basically, every brewer I talked to said, you know, you're not going to notice a difference. It's not as if you're going to get less bitterness or less hop yeah. utilization I if think you there's, use bags. So it was just cleaner and easier for me. I think there is a little bit, but not a noticeable difference. Okay. You know, I think if you analyzed it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So it's really probably just based on your system. If, yeah, if, if it's consistent. easier for you not to use hop bags, don't sweat it. Right. And you're not going to notice a difference in the flavor. Right. All right. Well, that was a long answer, wasn't it? All right, so that was from Andy, and uh, thanks for the question, brother. All right, since one of the main topics today is about score sheets, can someone explain what goes on after the competition on the host's ends? In other words, why does it take so long, even in a small competition, to get the score sheets mailed back? How long is a reasonable amount of time to give a competition host to send out score sheets? Well, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it depends on a lot of, lot of different things. Uh, one is, on, on certain competitions... There's a certain time frame that that happens, and there's certain kind of um, you know uh, dates that things are held up and, until those dates are met. Hmm. So you know, don't panic about it. Don't worry about it. It's it's because that's the schedule that they're going to come out on. You know, something like the NHC, uh, the regions themselves try and get the score sheets out as soon as they're done with the judging. But judging can run like a month. So, you know, some, some regions will finish, you know, earlier. They have less entries. They got more judges. They'll finish earlier. Some of them go towards the end, and you got to just wait. Yeah. Uh, sometimes competitions, there's been some competitions where, you know, something happens to the organizer or his family, and it's six months, and he still hasn't sent out the score sheets. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, you know be understanding. Don't be impatient. Uh, you know, everybody's going to get their score sheets eventually. It's just... Um, you know, sometimes, you know, 
it, it's going to happen sometimes. It's not. So. Things do happen. I would say to at least keep in mind, I know you're paying for your entries, right. and so you do expect a response. But keep in mind that all the people running it are volunteers, and right. they're not being paid, and it's not their job. It's their hobby as well. It's, sure. you know, it, they're helping you do your hobby. So, you know, it does just take a while. Like Jay-Z said, it shouldn't take six months. That's ridiculous. Right. But little well, patience. And then uh, for the organizers, I mean, remember that people are paying for their entries, and they really want these things right away. And I know you're tired, but get the damn things out as soon as possible now. Here in the in the West, you know, uh, McDole totally on top of it. You know, wants those things out like the you know the day they're done. Yeah, but he has nothing else to do. <laughs> well, he's got lots to do, and you know, he's exhausted after doing yeah. the whole thing. But you know, it's, well, it's get them in the mail as soon as they're done. And so, you know, within a few days, you've you've got them as soon as they're done. So yeah. uh, when Chad's at work, McDole has nothing to do. So <laughs> he has nobody to play with. Yeah, yeah. Can Chad, Chad can come you, out and play? Can you get off early or something? I'm bored. <laughs> I'm over here mailing score sheets <laughs> instead of baking cookies with you. <laughs> All right. Here's some commentary about the show. Hey, Justin, your sound quality has gotten so good that on the last show, I can hear all you guys typing like crazy during the Spike interview. Not that I'm complaining. I sort of mean it as a compliment. Your sound has improved so much over the past years. Uh, anyway, maybe you just need to clean the pubes out of JP's keyboard. Oh. Keep up the good work. That's from Gavin. Gavin. I put those there for I a have to say that I entirely agree with you, and I yell at Bevo and JP about eight times a show for not using their mute switch I keep my mute properly. button on all the time. Well, obviously not, because you're talking you now. You don't. I just took it off. But you need to remember that when, when we're not speaking, to use your mute button, please. Because yeah. you Whatever. can hear the typing. And it drives me crazy. I hear you do it, too. Makes me want to beat up on Shat again. Easy, easy. Um, Shat's Italian, apparently, today. <clears throat> All right, I think that's about it. Dude thanking us for getting Bruin Classic Styles back in the store. Can't wait to get his. Uh, that was from uh, Billy in Texas. Uh, oh, here's someone saying, this is uh, Viper Piper saying that he went to Saver last week in D.C. and said it was really cool, and um, the BN Army really brought it strong. A lot of people with shirts and stuff out there. Um, said he was really impressed with the 21st Amendment's offerings. Sully, Stephanie, and McGrufus were all cool people and seemed to be the most open to conversation. Which I have to say that if you've been on the BN before, you're probably one of the people more likely to converse with homebrewers and other people like that. You are pretty open to conversation, so that's cool. Um, says we should try to make it to Saver next year, JP and Shat. I hear DC's pretty gnarly, man. Yeah, it's, it seems like a fun town. Um, all right, I think that's it. Is this another question? Oh, here's a guy just saying that uh, that Dan Gordon is his new hero after the <laughs> after the third Dan Gordon show. He said, is there uh, anything that that guy doesn't know about beer? He's like a walking reference book. And he wants us to get those boot, you know, the boot that we use to drink out of. Das boot. The stiefel that uh, Bevo and I kicked the Schumann's ass with. Brought it strong. And then Bevo passed out about eight <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> did Still I? Counts. Was that pass out night? Uh, yes, you did pass out. Sweet. Upright in a chair. Awesome. Oh. Even. So that was kind of fun. With their shoes on. It's a holiday. Maybe we can yeah. get the Schumann's drinking out of it again. I, well, you know, Shoe Light asked me today. He's like, hey, you know, do you think I could be drunk of the week this week? And I said, well, not if you're going to puke like a sissy boy like you did last time. Both him and his brother uked during the Stiefel <laughs> off last uh, time. You think they want a rematch? Then they came back for more beer, though. Yeah, they did. They did come back drinking. Well, they're rock stars, man. Come on. I don't think I can handle the Stiefel tonight. Someone will have to take my place. in the. Uh, if <laughs> I they... just don't want to handle the Stiefel tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like a lot of fun. 
All right, a lot of things to get to. Feedback was brought to you today by Wurtomatic.com, the home brewing gadget website. You can go to Wurtomatic.com and check that out. So Gary Glass coming up with us when we come back. We're going to be talking about the American Homebrewers Association, the National Homebrewers Conference, and specifically some legislation that you need to know about that's going down here in the United States and, and what they're doing to help out. So we'll be talking to Gary in just a second when we come back after the break. Pay attention to our sponsors. Be nice to them. They're bringing you the show today. When we come back, Gary Glass, and after that, Jamil Zanishev goes through your competition score sheets. Hang in there. It's the session on the BN. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. The Continental Congress approved the design of the national flag. Hawaii becomes the United States territory. Action Comics issue one released, introducing Superman, Steffi Graf, and Boy George's birthday. But this year will top them all. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. This is Chris Graham with more beer. I'll be there. I'm sure I'll have a beer or two and end up giving some stuff away. This is Bob, but I'm going to be at the third anniversary party for the Brewing Network. Hey, this is Bad Rock. And Vanna. And we'll be there. This is Jay Brew from the Forum, and I will definitely be at the anniversary party this year. Hey, this is Jonathan Plissé. I'll be there live at the anniversary show, holding down the backbeat on the drums with the session band. This is everyone's favorite German prince. I hope to see you there. This is John Foster from BeerSchool.com, and I'll be there. Hello there. This is OJ. Be there. Oh, I'll get you. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. See you there. Don't miss it. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with my redneck white socks and blue ribbon
Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kennels, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. This is www.thebrewingsnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Yeah, it's a, it's a remix. Your own song now, Jamil. Yeah. That's always fun and exciting. <laughs> well, you got your own line. All right, welcome back to the program. This is the session, of course, and we're about to talk to the director of the American Homebrewers Association, assuming I have done my job and have him on the line. Gary, are you with us? Uh oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, assuming you've done your job. There's the the fly in the ointment. Oh yeah, I saw that coming. Oh boy. Where's Chad when you need him? You can't hear me, can you, Gary? Either that or I can't hear you. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's likely one of the two. <laughs> Craig, Craig it. Thanks for the help, Jay-Z. Craig, Craig it. <coughs> All right, uh, do me a favor, Bevo. Okay. Dial up that number right there on that yeah, phone. I should, I should okay. never have and, beer uh, prior to the show. Put him on hold. <laughs> and then we'll, it starts falling we'll apart really early okay, on. what's his name? Yeah. His name's Gary. Okay, just a minute. All right, my fault. We'll see how this goes. We'll do it the old-fashioned way with a telephone, even. What? Yeah. I know. Tell them to fax it in. Can you fax in your interview, please, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just put them on hold, then I'll, I'll get them through here. Yeah. So Gary's going to talk to us about the National Homebrewers Conference, which we're all going to. Everybody yep. in this room, with the oh, exception yeah. of Bevo. Uh-huh. And, uh, Sorry. Not only that, but then the National Homebrewers Competition. Have you got Gary there? No, it's ringing. Maybe we had his answering machine or something. That would be bad news, huh? That would suck. <laughs> Maybe he forgot about the He's time. Probably difference. like, who's calling me? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm preparing for my interview. Yeah, Brewing Network. Who? You know the guys. Leave a voicemail. The guys who sell all those memberships. Sure. Should I? Oh, that's what you've got. Is his? Um, I'm sure. Yeah, leave him our phone number. I'm sure his wife will love it. She's a professional, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. This is how it's done. Give folks. him the number eight 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 four zero one two three three seven. Thank you, Thank you Beef. Huh. Well, Apparently that's... we're supposed to, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You did a great job, Beef. <laughs> so, Thanks. how about that National Homebrewers Conference, huh, guys? Yeah. What is this that I'm not going to? <laughs> I'm ready. I, to- I want you to go to it because I need your help working the booth, but you, uh, I don't it's think weekend, you can right? go. Well, no, it's like a Thursday through Saturday. Is that the one in Colorado? 
No. No. It's in Colorado Cincinnati. last year. No, that that one you're going to. You're going to I'm the going GABF. To. This one is the homebrew. It's the homebrew version of the GABF. And that is where? It's in Cincinnati in June. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to no. that. <laughs> Especially yeah, because well, right now, flights are $500. They're so expensive. To go to... S- who gives a but, shit about Ohio right now? I gotta say, you, I'm sorry, Ohioans, but five hundred dollars to get to you? I can go to New York City for two hundred and fifty. You know what? That's why they call that we, flyover territory? I was gonna go to um, the one in Oregon, but the flights are just way too expensive. Oh. We used our uh, our frequent flyer miles at work. It cost us uh, the same amount of miles to get to Cincinnati as it would for an international flight. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, that's there's just, not a lot of service. To that. But I'll tell you no. this. All right. Now, I've been to the GABF and all these other events, and if I was to pick one one event to go to, it would be the National Homebrew Conference. Yeah, I'll give you that. Well, sure, but... I'll uh, tell you, that is, that, that's the... You know, uh, that's better than GABF uh, yeah. for me. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. For homebrewers. Oh. Yeah, it, it's... For in terms of just pure... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, those people, <laughs> those guys. Oh, them. <laughs> well, and it's actually for you. It's almost a blessing, Beef, that you can't go because you'd be one of the three females that oh, yeah. are at it's the whole event. Fest, yeah. And <laughs> I would use that so much too. You'd been work. You'd be working your ass off at that booth, so to no. speak. Literally, maybe watch, a stripper pole. Somebody be watching it every yeah. second too. Yeah. Uh, Win so. a beer with Bevo contest. All right, well, Don't give him ideas. Point. It'd be awful for you. Wait a minute. Maybe she should go. Maybe right? she'd enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If I I have no um, vacation time left at work because of Hawaii, because of the honeymoon, so I just I can't. I would be happy to go. So you're saying your priorities so are screwed up. It's just a matter Basically, of money? Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of money? It's a matter of not getting okay. fired. Oh. 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 Why, don't, why don't we threaten her uh, boss or something? I need in my uh, my marriage it's at least brewed. one of us needs to be steadily employed. <laughs> and we know it's not going to be Sam. Okay, we got that figured. Yeah, we got. That. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good point, Bevo. Well, Bevo will be with us at the Great American Beer Festival, though. That's already I will planned, be there. right? Yes. So that'll be good, and maybe we can get you to go with us to the Northern California Homebrewers Festival. That's the one in Oregon. No, that one's closer. Even that's, that's okay. just a weekend trip that we do. We get in the car. We just, yeah. it's not far. If it's a weekend, I can do it. Bevo, that's, out. that's the one that's in Northern California. Oh, you said Northern California. Never yeah. mind. I yeah. think never mind. I love you. Shut All right. Well, why don't we just <laughs> jump into me. the homebrew then? Maybe we'll hear from yeah. Gary a little bit later, and uh, he's usually pretty on top of things. So something probably came up, and uh, maybe he'll give us a ring back, and then we'll just divert the conversation for a few minutes. It was going to be about a 20-minute interview, so we can always fit that in yeah, later. Yeah, Jamil in might need to catch his breath on these beers. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Chad, how many beers did you end up getting sent to us to do this? You got a uh, lot, right? Yeah, about 13. <laughs> Wow. 13 different beer. Okay. Uh, and that was one thing we were worried about, too. When, you know, Jamil had the idea to do this show and that we should solicit listener beers, I went, oh, man, Jamil, this could be a six-hour program <laughs> if we just put a call out there for listener right. beers to be judged by Jamil. I mean... Uh, yeah, I thought we were going to get, like, a half dozen or something, but... well. We'll do what we can. We're going to get through as many of them as we can. How many um, do we need? Fine. Uh, specifically, if anybody didn't send your recipe along or you didn't send your score sheets along, then then your beer probably won't be evaluated today because that's kind of the whole thing that Jamil's going to try to do is take the comments that were given on the sheets, taste the beer himself, look over your recipe, and try to help you decipher uh, what the judges were talking about and specifically maybe what changes you could make to... Um, you know, make those comments go away the next time you, you have this beer. Oh, I get to taste these, too? Sure. So Jamil's pouring it. Now, why do you stick your finger in each one before you give them out to us? <laughs> and where was that finger before that? 
<laughs> Why do you think his beers win? Yeah. <laughs> He's got that holy finger. Yeah. I don't know. That tastes like taint. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's just how I judge oh, beers. So I bad. just I spelunk in my belly button and then mix the beer. Taint beer, yes. Three out of three. Special taint. taint. It's funny people figured that out. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this first one's a cream ale from uh, Steve, homebrew fool. Okay. All right, so these guys are tasting it, and we even have official tasting glasses here. So rest assured, we're doing this properly. Do we have a rundown of uh, like a basic of what the style is, real quick? Cream ale. I mean, like what? <laughs> like what are the characteristics that's, of a cream ale? Or? Hey, that's pretty basic. Oh, well, BJCP dot dot org. <laughs> yeah, I got your judge swinging, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Let me, see I if I can, let me see if I can find my uh, BJCP style guidelines here. I just figured the producer some, would be prepared for it. I think some diacetyls are a lot or something. They yeah, I just want to know what I'm smelling. They didn't cover that on the producer show that we watched. <laughs> uh, that must be in uh, volume two. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> if anybody has volume two, please send it along. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> you're, you're good. Don't worry. Yeah. All right, category 6A, cream ale. All right. The interesting thing in this, in these score sheets, is that these guys are talking about how this is excessively hoppy. They're going on and and talking about, oh, it's got some malt up front, uh, earthy hop flavor, quite assertive for style. Bitterness lingers into long... I mean, it is a, a little bit uh, balances hoppy. I don't know. How did they score this beer? One gave it a thirty-three. One gave it a twenty-nine. I wouldn't say it's aggressively hoppy. I know, but well, I mean, it, 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 there is a little spiciness. I think from the bitter, well, but it's a, it's a little bit older probably than when it was judged on these sheets. Might have dropped off. It is a little oxidized. Could have been where the hops went. But uh, you know, they talked about it as if it's just like uh, you know the. Ending comment was awfully big, hoppy, and sweet for style. Wow, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that either. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's it's a bit sweet. Could it be a little drier? It could be a little drier. God, I feel like John Plisse right now. It's got a fairly doing dry a good job. You know, yeah, most yeah. of the cream ales that I taste are real light and real watery. This one's right, and this, this, this should be. Think a this cre- is probably within style. You know, right? yeah, yeah. Th- think uh, cream ale. Think uh, like uh, you know. I, uh, some you know Miller Genuine Draft with uh, you know a little bit of hops in it. You know it's, yeah. it's a fair or made with ale yeast. Right. You know, or you can hmm. make it with lager okay. yeast as well. Because you do get some of that corn yeah. coming through, right. and yeah. that's all right. You, you got to get yeah some corn. It should be fairly dry. It should be crisp. A bit of hops is okay, mm-hmm. and a little bit of bitterness is okay too. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think the judges were a little bit out. You know, a little bit gone on this one. You know, it's a it's a tough style. A lot of people have no idea what a cream ale should be. Uh, you know, they're talking about strawberry esters, malty sweetness. It is a little sweet. It should be a, a bit crisper and drier. Should have some sweetness, shouldn't it? Yeah, a little bit, but it could be a little crisper and drier. Like a few more points down, maybe. Yeah, but I don't think the uh, the bitterness is is overboard on this. Either they got a different beer, and that that happens sometimes, you know. Organizers mess up, or if you're sending in a bunch of beers, you might swap a couple of them out, and then, you know, somebody gets the wrong beer, and they're judging the wrong beer. Uh, It doesn't seem like that was the case here, but uh, 
you know, they're, they're this. Some some of these guys are talking about extreme vegetal. Extreme. I'm not sure I get extreme, extreme. vegetal in these in this thing here. I love extreme. It's like sky so, di- skydiving vegetables. Extreme. You know, I uh, I <laughs> would rebrew it. I would watch. I would watch for okay, any sort of oxidative uh, <laughs> character there, and I would uh, I'd keep the recipe the same. Maybe anything to crisp it up a little bit. But uh, like what? That, what would crisp it up a little bit? Uh, you know, lower mash temp. Maybe a little bit of simple sugar. Uh, make sure your fermentation is, uh, you know, 100%. Uh, if you're worried about vegetal, like these judges are saying, I would go with, uh, you know, a longer boil. Make sure you're doing at least a 90-minute boil. Or maybe the uh, yeast just died out. Maybe they need more yeast. Is that an issue, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure they're pitching the right amount of yeast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh, Judges weren't far off in the scores, but I think their reasoning as to why the scores were the scores, uh, you know, I, I don't think the hops are a problem in that one. All right. All right. So our next one. So let me ask you this about the scores yes. that they gave the beer. Would Do you think it's appropriately scored? I mean, even you didn't agree with some of the comments, but would you have given it similar numbers? Uh, Yeah, I'd be in the uh, low 30s, maybe. Okay. So there may be just a, it got a 31 overall. I, I would be, I would not argue with that. Okay. For this beer, maybe a little higher. Yeah, sometimes I wonder about that. Like sometimes, it, because palates are different and you're all tasting different things, mm-hmm. you certainly might comment on different things, like he commented on the bitterness, but you'd all still score it the same, you know? Right. And in fact, somebody asked a question here if the judges during these competitions are allowed to discuss a beer before recording the score? Uh, well, generally, you, you record the score, and then you discuss it. You can go ahead and change the score. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. But you want to independently do it first so you're not affected by somebody. Some One judge telling the other, oh, no, this is, uh, you know, that's, that's you know, the aroma should be uh, eight points, it, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and kind of forcing them into it. You really want people to be independent. Uh, here's here's an interesting thing, uh, Graham. Uh, I'm not going to give any more information on that judge, but uh, he's you know medium body, medium high carbonation, some creaminess from lingering bubbles, and some distinct warming. Three out of five for mouthfeel. Okay, so what was the problem with the other two points? Not not explained here. Why you're you're uh, not not you're not giving it five points? Really, medium body is a bit much for a you know it's got a bit much body for a. Uh, a cream ale, but uh, I don't see why, you know, the other guy gave it five out of five. So, you know, little things like that are, I find really annoying when judges uh, kind of ignore explaining why they're, you know, what the problem is or, yeah. uh, you know, they, they seem to be just arbitrarily being assigning points. Okay. Good job on the beer, though, and uh, yeah. that's not a bad score. Um, right. There probably were some higher scores in the category, but and not a bad beer, you know, overall. Yeah, and uh, you yeah. know, some of the the faults that the judges are finding, I don't really quite see that. Okay, and that's great. That's a perfect example of why we're doing this program because I think that some of you are also baffled by the comments you get, and you didn't pick up the bitterness either, and you're wondering why that was, and sometimes just not there. Um, that could have been. Um, you know, a guy who had just tasted a lot of different beers that day and um, was picking up different things on his palate. What do we got next? Next up, from Plano, Texas, Damon Lewis. He's got a, a uh, American rye, or wheat rye beer, you know, uh, American 
wheat or rye as a category, and he chose to go with a uh, 50% rye. So, um, on this one right up front, I get a little wordy kind of character, I think. Like a alfalfa, almost. Like a hay quality. Right. A greeny flavor. I think it's very biscuity. Your tasting panel today is Jamil, Tasty, and believe it or not, JP. Yeah, you get some. You get you get that like grainy, <laughs> grainy biscuity, yeah. and a lot of that is is the rye. Really? Rye is not not as you know. A lot of people equate rye with automatically being like pepper. Yeah, you know, yeah, or being that. you know, and a uh, funny thing like when they make uh, rye bread, a lot of times they'll put caraway seeds in it, and the caraway. Mm. Is what people associate with rye, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they think that's rye flavor. So, if you want to make a beer and you're running into a lot of judges in your area that are asking for rye flavor, put caraway seeds in it, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, it tastes like rye." It's like, no, it tastes like caraway, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. That's what Whatever you enjoy. Your boat, huh? Yeah. Uh, so rye didn't have you know that bold a flavor. I feel like I'm the commentator in Best of Show right now, where you yeah. know, there's not a whole lot that goes on during a dog show or a judge <laughs> competition. Right. So you just sit right. over here and you say stupid things like, uh, alfalfa, huh? <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's, Jamil looks that's good today. That ensemble is striking. <laughs> Although, two different types of plaid I wouldn't wear. Old black t-shirt and... Uh, like what he's done with his hair today. A well-worn bag, out crotch area. Bag hanging out of his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Good visual right there. Oh man. Uh you know, the the first set of judges, they're talking about a national homebrew competition, and then the other set of score sheets is from the uh Blue Bonnet Brew Off. And here's the thing. You know, you want to send in your uh your beers to multiple competitions and hopefully get a different set of judges. You know, yeah. you know, and, and, and a different set of a different judge pool. You're gonna find regional uh preferences. That's why like you know, the closer the nationals are to where I live, the better I do. Mm. <laughs> the farther away it is, I think the worse I do. And I think a lot of that is, you know, some regional, you know, preferences. So, uh, you know, you want to kind of step outside. Like, you don't want to always give your beer to your buddies and have them tell you, oh, oh, your beer's great, your beer's great, your beer's great. Like we do to Chad. Yeah, you you want to step outside that, that, you know, environment and and find out more about your beer. You you enter these competitions. You get some blind, uh, you know, judging. You get some uh, objective feedback. And then... uh, even more so, send it a little ways away and, uh, you know, go to some region where you don't know the people and, you know, they've got a, a different regional character to the to the judging. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the things that are common across all the score sheets you get when you do that, mm. those are real things that either you need or you're doing right or you need to address. So if you enter the, the nationals here in the West and then you enter the, the uh, Blue Bonnet and... Uh, you get exactly, you know, all the judges are telling you diacetyl, diacetyl, diacetyl. Then, okay, well, maybe you got a diacetyl problem. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, if, if one set of them tells you that and the other doesn't detect anything, then you know you might it might be safe to you know ignore it for now. And then you get another set. You know, you get a couple of you start getting like you know four or five sets of of score sheets. You can you can you know, and only one of them says diacetyl. It's like well. Those people just didn't know what they were talking about. It's the caramel and the beer, and, and you know, 
if you uh, you know, but if four out of five are talking diastole, the, the judges that didn't detect it and gave you first place, they're kind of blind to diastole. So you should give that award right. back. Well, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> no, treasure it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Call laugh all own. the way to the bank. Yeah, and uh, but you know, look at uh, addressing the diacetyl problem, and you'll do better elsewhere as well, and your beer will improve. You know, you'll 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 do better unless you enjoy diacetyl, and then that's fine. <laughs> then go ahead and yeah. do it. Keep it up. Yeah, on this, uh, you know, it's interesting, and the Nationals really. On this one, they they don't have anything negative to say. They were saying, um, you know, they wanted more rye. Oh, and here's a terrible sheet here. Jim, apparently a BJCP judge. (laughs) Medium malt, slight band-aid phenol, pale gold, clear. Medium malt, slight rye, medium body. Needs more rye. That's a fine sheet, Jim. So his, <laughs> own, <laughs> his only recommendation was needs more, more rye. Yeah. Yeah, see. Now, well, this this first first set, they're talking about chlorine, veggie, phenols. Are you getting that from the beer? I just get, you know... Uh, it, it, uh, just hey, you know, not not so much a biscuity like a right. like a clean, more defined malty biscuity thing. I, it's just it's this weird hay aroma, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Rye and wheat. Um, See here, you got a and that Jim, that's a national judge, Jim, national judge. So that medium body is all he wrote down. That's a couple degrees up from just a Frickin', recognized judge. You know, right? what, it means the you've guy done should some be stuff. slapped down yeah. to the apprentice. <laughs> oh snap. I would send this in to BJCP and say, you know, what's up with this? Can you talk to this guy and tell him to, like, fill out the sheet? Oh, I have a couple sheets like that I want to do. No, you know, this guy, he checked national, so uh, I'm a little little stunned here. You know, that's that's the, uh, if you you filled out a sheet like this for your exam, you would not pass. Yeah, it's it's got about 25 words on it. That's like what Tops, it yeah. looks like the sheet I got back for the This uh, guy who's uh, recognized, the judge with him, Aaron, he did all right. But again, you know, chlorine, veggie, I don't know, it seems like they're hunting for reasons to give it in the 30s hmm. type of thing. Well, now, why? It'd be because it, it seems like a stretch that they really have to work hard for that? Because they just don't, you know, it's very safe to, you know, be in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why you don't see a lot of, you know, scores in the 40s or, you know, mid to high 40s. You don't see a lot of them because people are afraid to, like, oh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. And, uh, you know, that becomes the issue. Pussies. It's like, just, it was like first you get a higher rank, you start judging higher. You score higher when you're a higher rank. I know a guy that just got oh yeah got a big high rank, and he's like... Given beers forty fives and forty sixes because because then you feel like you well, know if you're higher rank it's presumed you would know a forty six beer when you had one interesting well right. and anybody you know if 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 you're judging and the beer is really great just write down a high score for God's sake yeah. you know don't 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 try and you know limit yourself and then you change can always it, right? erase it and yeah that's why you do it in pencil you can change it write it back you know lower it down if you're completely wrong just say oh okay 
If you were really mistaken, you can say, hey, I was mistaken. That's right. All right. But the blue bonnet, I think they did a pretty good job here on this. That's a great It's cup. like, um, I think you got some good judging on this one. And the scores tended to be higher. Grassy, fruity aroma, nice rye aroma. Right? Okay. Uh, still some kind of a weak score sheet here, but this guy's certified. So, uh, all right. <laughs> nice balanced aroma. It's a certified ones. Now, see, here's how. Mm-hmm. In flavor, nice balanced aroma. Appropriate to style. Good beer. <laughs> no flaws. Well, if it's no flaws, if you're going to write down no, i got a tip That's for a other judges. See, this is going to be the judge slapdown show here. That's a bold statement, if, no if flaws. If in the flavor category you're writing down no flaws, instead of 13 out of 20, you should be writing down 20 out of 20. Yeah, right. No flaws, yeah. Right? It's 20 out of 20. It's you know great beer. At least a lot uh, higher than nice, 13, yeah. Right. Right. We have our own feedback of the feedback panel now. This is great. (laughs) We have a gallery sending us messages of feedback. Uh, Nice rye. See, all these guys got rye. They understand what what rye is. So all these guys got the rye. Um, And what I realized as soon as I started looking at this is it takes me a lot longer to look at these. I thought I could just do it on the fly. Yeah, that's all right. And I'm thinking, no, this is going to take me some time. Well, people would rather you give accurate commentary, so don't worry about it. I'll just uh, make stupid noises over here. Nice balance. Don't show (laughs) (laughs) The novice gave it 39 points. He wasn't afraid. He was not afraid. I wouldn't be afraid either. Everything gets a 50. (laughs) <laughs> and then I knock it down from there. I'm pretty sure that's what happened to all the beers I've entered. I think I was oh. given really high scores, yeah. and then, of course, they tasted every other beer in the flight, and I ended up with a 20. <laughs> and I'm sticking to that, by so, the way. So most of these guys in the blue bonnet, you know, they're, they're averaging uh, 34, 38, and 39. And I think that's much more appropriate to what this beer is. The only thing... Um, <laughs> nice example. <laughs> yeah, the only thing on this one is uh, we're still on beer two, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> only twelve. Two. <laughs> only twelve more to go. Well, you guys could comment on the beer too. I'm done. He makes a good point, Tasty and JP. I, I've said it has a lot of hay, like three times. Actually, I think it's got a really good finish. I think it's a little too sweet. I'm it's a little sweet up front, but it, it finishes dry. It's pretty good. I think. Uh, I think it's good. I think. It, I think if it got a little bit more uh, hop character to it, yeah, I could see kind that. Of brighten it up a little bit. Yeah. You know? it seems a little under attenuated, and it a uh, little bit and it's definitely under carbonated. Needs more fizz. Yeah. Is this it here? Yeah. Just got yes. my. I just got my tasting. Jay Z, what's your what it's is your judge good. ranking? Uh, the listeners want to. You're a national judge yeah. as well. Okay. They kept asking me that, and I had no idea what they were talking about. Isn't it that the only one above that is Master? Well, there's Master, there's Grandmaster, Grandmaster. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Grand Poobah. Forgot about that one. What's the highest? The absolute, you can go no further. Uh, They just add numbers. Oh, they do? It just keeps going. Grandmaster 3. The legend continues. Who's the highest? I know I've asked you this before. I don't know. Oh, I thought there's there must be like one guy. Well, it, might, like it might be Gordon. Guy. I think right it's Gordon. He's Gordon like, oh. strong. Well, I think there's two people at that level that Gordon's at. What Gordon ha- and whatever. somebody else. Who cares? Yeah, I got to take that test again. That's what I got to do. Well, why? You feeling kind of low? Like you're. You got to brush up. Short on the old. Uh, no, I just need to find the time. All right, Bo Pills from uh, Keith the Mysec Milo, Scottsdale, Arizona. 
Are you taking your test on October 25th? Is that what you're telling me right now? Oh, that's no. the next BJCP exam date in Northern California is October 25th. We're being told from the gallery. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in Australia. Hey, so I got you a question. Go BJCP.org. See, Let me Chad, tell you, Chad, she, you are fucking yeah. fired right now. She must have watched the same program uh, you did, but she, <laughs> she actually picked up on two. it a little bit. You give know? away my whiteboard and things start happening. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Hey, uh, so when judges are judging these beers. I mean, how many beers are they judging, say, in a sit-down, like the bonnet? I mean, oh, okay. are, are these guys ripping through them? I mean, that's a good question. So, uh, you know, in the average competition, in a larger competition, um, you know, the judges will probably do between a low of six and a high of 13. They're going to average around, you know, uh, eight to ten uh, entries that they're judging. Okay. And they're judged one at a time, and uh, and they should be. They, they should be... Uh, uh, completely independent, and uh, you know, you, you judge the beer for what it is, and then you're done, and then you know, you move on to the next one, and that's why you can't say, "Well, I'm going to hold back some points because you know the next one might be higher." It doesn't matter. It's like you know, if they all score fifty, you can go ahead and pick one that's the winner, but don't uh, you know say, "Well, I'm going to give this one thirty because you know the next one might be a thirty-five. It's like, no, 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 just give it whatever score, and then move on to the next one. What do you think? Can we go for it? Let's go to Gary. Gary Glass, you better have twisted your ankle. <laughs> uh, more like tiling some floor. But, oh, uh, uh, close enough. That's fine. How are you, Gary? It's nice to have you on the show. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so sorry that no worries. I didn't call in on time. As long as you've stopped working and poured yourself a beer, I think all will, will work out properly. Yeah, I should get myself a beer. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Why don't you grab a beer? I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We've got Gary Glass from the American Homebrewers Association. He's the director. He's the man with the plan. He knows it all. If you've got questions, get them ready. Uh, You want to do that real quick, Jason? Yeah, since we poured this one, let's let's finish it up. All right, Gary, you've got about 10 minutes to grab a beer. You want to just hang on the phone? That works for me. All right, I'm going to put you on hold. Just chill. We're going to finish a beer evaluation. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk to you, my brother. Okay. All right, hang in there. All right, so we're we're going through Keith's uh, Bohemian Pilsner, and and the beer right now has some diacetyl going on. It is buttery. It's I just put the director yeah. of the American Homebrew Association on hold. I was like, we're busy, dude. Oh, Gary's really cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a good do you guy. feel important right now? <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, you wait for me. Well, he didn't have a beer, so yeah. Yeah, I, did, I did have a good excuse. You don't. I? You don't. You, you got to yeah. slam around a little bit for that. <laughs> you know. All right, go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely get a, a pretty strong diacetyl. Yeah, uh, oh, it's butter, in the nose. Like yeah, butterscotch. Yeah, it's it's buttery. It's big. Yeah. It's it's real butter. I like and butter. It, it may. Do the judges mention that? <laughs> I like butter. Butter. I like it. I put it on my face. Uh, no, they didn't. Wow. And but you know, it may have changed over mm. time. And if and when you're building up diacetyl over time in the bottle, it's like pediococcus usually. Okay. But I don't get some of the other, uh, you said caucus. Yeah. I want some Orville Redenbacher right now. <laughs> I like it. I'm not going to lie. You know what? A little bit of yeah, that. That's like a good, uh, can be good. And in fact, Bevo, when I first in an uh, English beer, yeah. started getting into English beers, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. And I liked it so much that I thought it was acceptable <laughs> everywhere. But then you, I did end up getting sick of it and realize it's a bad yeah, flavor. So this is a little beers. strong. Yeah. But uh, a little subtle undertone. It can be really nice. I I see no problem with it. Some people, 
know, they hunt it down and they, they eradicate it like it's Taliban, but, you know, <laughs> it doesn't so they have to be. They don't do yeah. a very good job of it? I, then, I, think, I think a little bit of, a little bit of dia- diacetyl, a little bit of Taliban in, in the world. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, no Taliban, but you know, diacetyl is okay. Wow. You can't wait till Jay-Z runs for a public office and has to apologize for things like that. And this comes up again. Yeah, I've given up on, on public office. I really have. Did you hear that? He said it is okay for us. That's my advice. That's my advice, too. The Pope said it. We are okay. You can run for Pope, but you can't Who want the cab? Make me it doesn't myself, even matter yeah. the things that he says. Just being associated with us is, yeah, yeah you're never uh, going to be president, dude. It's bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad time. All right. So, uh, yeah, you know, again, I think you got a set of sheets that I really wouldn't uh, put a lot of faith in here. Uh, you know, some malt sweetness, a little green apple, seed on hide, a little floral aroma noted, no spiciness from hops, malt forward. Uh, you know, if it if it tasted the same way, you know, if you're if you're there, uh, Keith, and you're and you're tasting this beer, and it tastes exactly the same now as it did when you sent it in, I would just ignore these sheets. These people, again, it's a set of people that you know they knew it wasn't a great beer, but they didn't really know what was wrong with it, huh. and that was kind of the issue. How there. old is the sheet? What, what are you saying is wrong with it? Uh, real buttery. Just that. It's real. I get a little sourness. See, I wonder uh, if I'm. Uh, if yeah, there is a like, little bit of that acetaldehyde. Yeah. Well, and the, I think the sourness, like JP's saying, yeah, it's uh, you know, there's like a, a PDO infection. Hmm. How old is the sheet? Like, is it a recent uh, uh, nationals? Oh, okay. This year, so it, it wouldn't have changed that much, you think, right? Uh, well, it depends. If you store it warm, it could. Hmm. That fast versus storing it cold. Yeah, you know if it's if it's at room temperature for four weeks. Oh yeah, really? This this may not have huh. been present. This is Milo Flores beer. Yes, he is asking in the chat. How does he make it better? Brew it again. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sanitation. You know, watch watch. Uh, you know, every little and and here's the thing: somebody's uh, sanitation may be perfect when they're brewing, hmm. and then. It's like all that goes out the window when they're packaging. You know, they they think, oh, okay, you know, beer's perfect, everything, you know, was sanitary, and then they just, like, take some ratty old bottle and fill it with beer, (laughs) and, you know, off it goes. It's like, you know, you really need to be critical at that point, too. And uh, if if you, you know, pay attention, pay attention to that. That's, That's really important. So I would watch that, and, you know, I think that is, uh, you know, killed a lot of the other character of the beer. So, um, you know, I would, I would, I would start with that. But other than that, uh, you know, brewing classic styles, uh, mm. you know, great, great recipe in there. Available now in the Brewing Network store. Yeah, and then this recipe looks okay. Uh, it's actually fine. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> looks like Brewing Classic Styles recipe. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's it's. it's Pretty close if it's not exactly that. Uh, I think he also did uh, he deco- did a decoction mash on this. Twenty minutes at one forty seven. Twenty minutes at one fifty eight. Ten minutes at one sixty eight. Um, you mean step mash? Yeah, but it says decoct. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm assuming. And he has uh, how many quarts of the mash that he pulled? 
Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it would have been good. Pulling your match too much? Yeah. Did that yesterday. <laughs> Me too. What time? <laughs> and he went two packages. Maybe you were... Yeah, what if it was the same time? Achieving at the same time. Uh, if it, You know, uh, he says two packages. Make sure you make a, a starter with those two packages. I, I imagine he was because, you know, he was going to caution. He put a lot of effort into this. I would say, and this is 10 gallons, you know, definitely make sure you're pitching enough yeast. Make sure it's clean. Uh, you know, watch your packaging. Watch every little moment. And here, here's a, another interesting thing. You know those little stoppers that you put in, in the carboy? The The big problem with that is a lot of, you know, pediococcus, lactobacillus, uh, you know, uh, brett, all that floating around on dust, you know, which is like, you know, hum, human skin <laughs> and stuff floating around right it's covered covered in all this stuff and then they drift down in the air and they settle on things and when you when you use the stoppers there's that little gap between the stopper and the and the glass of the carboy and it some little pieces can drop in there you pull out the stopper stuff can tumble in you know right there you're running into problem Beer so information. so information. that stuff's worse than maggots Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would. I would. I would worry about. That. I, I like the little carboy caps that cover the. Uh, yeah, the carboy uh, hood. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Goes the other way. Yeah. Or you can get some of that alpit and spray around it. And, right. And but even then, it. you know, you know, be careful of every little thing like that. Uh, you know, people are real cautious up to that point, and then they tend to throw caution to the wind at that. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end. Like sex. You, you, because <laughs> yeah, they're thinking they're really well, into you know, foreplay, but beer's got alcohol in it that protects it. It's like no, 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 no. Uh, you know, it'll, unless yeah. it's uh, really high alcohol, it's 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 a problem. So, I think that was the issue there. Okay. All right. Quick break. When we come back, I've got Gary Glass from the American Homebrewers Association on the line. Going to be talking about the National Homebrewers Conference, the competition, continuing our uh, competition discussion here, and we'll be talking about some legislation that affects you here in the United States. So stick with us right here on the Brewing Network, and we got some more judging coming up later with Jamil. So uh, hang in there. It's a good show. It's a long show, and Bebo will be drunk by the end of it. So uh, that always makes for a lot of fun. We'll be right back right here on the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. It's the 165th day of the year. Margaret Jones was hanged for witchcraft. The U.S. House of Representatives passed the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act. But this year will top them all. I'm getting my fancy Bavarian pants let out. I've had one too many sausages. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. Oh, this thing is going to be working. Is it, is it, John, yes. does it work? Yes. Is it working? You, press, you gotta press the red button. The, I, I did press the red button, no, no, John. No, no, no. I just wanted to tell you all out there in Radio Land that I will be at Downtown Joe's in beautiful Napa's for the anniversary party. I will definitely be at the anniversary party this year unless something comes up that's cooler to do. Okay, while John is not here, I'm going to the anniversary party. What? What are you? Nothing. Take it off. Go back to work. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. Don't miss it. Be there. 
Valley Brewing Company is Stockton's premier microbrewery and family restaurant in the heart of Stockton, California, just off the Miracle Mile. Brewmaster Steve Altamari crafts a full array of award-winning ales and specialty beers, from their Hitman Gold American Pale Ale to their Black Cat Stout, or any one of their monthly specialty brews, like Valley's Uber Hoppy Imperial IPA. And the best part is, you can now purchase kegs of Valley Brew to take with you from their all-new 30-barrel brewery, now open in Stockton. So pick up a keg and get a taste of one of California's oldest brewing traditions. To find out more about Valley Brewing's historic past, their selection of beers, or family-friendly restaurant, visit them online at valleybrew.com. Or stop by and sample the beer at 157 West Adams Street in Stockton, California, where pitchers are just $5 all day on Sundays. I got a drinking problem, man. One mouth and two hands and an empty can. I ain't got no luche, luche. I'm feeling that funny feeling again within. Won't get me to the kitchen for that early morning tin. Drinking in to my thoughts, they become clear. Dust my naked ear and head the fuck up out of here. Fighting traffic, the hot sun be causing havoc. Ass stuck to the sea when the crack I just passed it, looking back I gotta turn around, I can't stop thinking exactly that You turn the past I leave behind For the ill bumping two, busting six by nine And I feel this day to be a good one A plenty, even if I'm thirsty And my pockets are empty
listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Why do I have to look at the squirrel's ass, Bevo? Why do you have to point that thing at me? It has a little dress on. Okay, I didn't bring it here. Like <laughs> Point it at Chad over there. I don't want to look at that thing. I don't want to touch it. That's disgusting. Strategically placed. Yeah, you right. put my garter on it. Thanks. We've got important my business first. to get to here. Gary Glass, the director of the American Homebrewers Association, on the line with us. Gary, have you got yourself a beer? I do. Ah, wonderful. What'd you get? You much better now. Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you, Rocky Mountain goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, Gary? Uh, Dale's Pale Ale. Oh, very oh, nice. Good. Out of the can. Well, yeah, I'm not drinking straight out of the can. But it was. It started in the can. It, it came from a can, yes. <laughs> That's where he likes it in the can. Yeah, Gary likes it in the can, so <laughs> good, good for you. All right, Gary. Well, I'm glad you could make it on the program with us. And uh, if anybody doesn't know Gary Glass, you should. He's one of the nicest men in homebrewing, i got to tell you right now. And he's the director of the American Homebrewers Association. So he's the guy who, uh, well, he really makes it happen. And all those memberships you guys have been buying and all that Zymergy magazine that you enjoy. Um, Gary's the man behind it with his staff over there. And uh, if you got any questions for him, you can call us. Uh, you got to use Skype right now. i got Gary on the phone. Or just pass them along to Bevo in the chat room. PM me if you're going to ask questions, because if you do it in the chat, I'm just going to lose you. All right. There you go. So you can ask your questions. All right, Gary. So we got a couple of things on the agenda with you. And right now we're doing a uh, homebrew competition show with Jamil. We're going over some of the judges' score sheets and helping people figure that out. So we thought we'd talk with you a little bit about the second round and the upcoming conference. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, sure. Uh, well, the the National Homebrew Competition in its 30th year this year uh, received another record uh, number of entries. We had uh, 5,644 entries, wow. uh, which is uh, up about 11% off of last year's record number. And now those were submitted into uh, 10 regions. There's nine U.S. regions and one Canadian uh, qualifying competition. And so the first, second, and third place in each of the categories from those 10 regions goes on to the uh, the second round of the competition, uh, which is judged at the National Homebrewers Conference. And I, th- I think we've got something uh, a little over 800 entries that have qualified for the for the second round. Um, so uh, big big challenge to to judge, but uh, these are these are the best of the best beers in uh, in homebrewing right now. So uh, it'll, it'll be some really outstanding beers that are getting judged there in, uh, in Cincinnati at the National Homebrewers Conference in June. Should have been 801. <laughs> JP. Tell you that much. <laughs> J- JP's still bitter, Gary, that he didn't make it to the second round. Don't yeah. mind him. Uh, yeah, I know you've been trying for a long time, haven't you? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, you made it to the second round last year, didn't you, JP? Yeah. But no medal. But no, but no. No. <laughs> Uh, Gary, what do you think the chances of Jamil taking Nkasi number three this year are? Um, I would say those are pretty good. He did very well in the first round. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Kristen England. I, I said it earlier, several months before on the forum, and that's I'm telling you, you now, that's Kristen your prediction. England, that's my prediction for Nkasi this year. I think I should be like a homebrewing bookie, and I should start a pool <laughs> and see who we, if we can pick uh, Mr. Ninkasi this year. Don't have I get a cut. Um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in for that. Then Don't have ready. Chad be your enforcer. You'll send him to break some kid's legs, and he'll forget. <laughs> he'll forget. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's a pretty impressive uh, turnout in terms of, of people entering the competition. I think Gary makes a great point about the caliber of beers that have to be judged at, at round two. So let me ask you a little bit about the caliber of judges then. Because here you have you know all these beers that have that have beaten out a ton of other beers. Um, you got to know what you're doing to pick the best of the best. How do you guys figure out who's going to judge? Uh, well, we have um, Gordon Strong, who's the president of the the BJCP board, yeah. is the uh, the judge coordinator for the second round, uh, and he is selecting all of the judges. There will be no non BJCP judges on uh, on the the judge panel in. Uh, in Cincinnati. Oh, really? So none of the, like, just sort of, you know, people that help, they judge along with the BJCP. You don't have that in the second round. Well, I mean, we might have some of those people that, that will be participating in the judging, but they won't be filling out score sheets. So, okay. Uh, it, it's in terms of the, the feedback that people are getting and, and what beers are, are advancing on to the mini best of show or to best of show, um, those will all be BJCP judges. And every table will have at least a national-ranked judge. Wow. That's pretty impressive, too. I didn't even realize there were that many nationally-ranked judges. So, good. <laughs> There's only two tables. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jamil, you'll be judging uh, all, uh, as yes. a nationally ranked judge as uh-huh. well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that'll make for some tough judging, I'm sure. You've done it for a few years, right, Jamil? Right, since uh, Texas. And is it the hmm. toughest competition for you to judge of the year because of the amount of good beers? Uh, no. Really? Uh, you know, judging, you know, there's no uh, easy or hard. It's, it's you, know, you judge that beer that's in front of you. Okay. And you judge it to, you know, standards of, you know, quality brewing. And then you also see, you know, if it falls within the style guides. And, you know, that's it. Okay. It really doesn't doesn't matter past that what competition it is. All right. That's fair. All right. How about the conference itself? Uh, are you guys sold out now, Gary? Uh, yes. It is sold out. And uh, I, I don't know that we've ever actually sold out the entire conference before. But uh, it's it's happened now. Um we the the interest that we've had in this com- conference has just been amazing. Wow. Uh, we we sold out the the host hotel in September of last year, and sold out the the, the banquet in March, and then just uh, in April we sold out uh, all the seminars and the keynote, and then just last week we we sold out Pro Brewers Night and Club Night. Wow. So we'll, we'll have almost a 1,000 people attending this conference, which is uh, a <laughs> record awesome. attendance. You're welcome. And it's really the, the, best, <laughs> the best beer event that, that I go to, you know, of all the beer events I've been to. And I've been to GABF and all that, and, and it's great. But the National Homebrewers Conference, absolutely the best event, just bar none, every year in and out. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's always fun. I don't even get to go to the banquet this year. Gary has shoved me off in, in the other room broadcasting the awards ceremony to other people. He won't even let me in the banquet well, I thought room. there would just be speakers you, you there. You have a role to play, Justin. <laughs> That's what Gary yeah. tells me. We really need... This has been going on my whole life. No, we really need you as the water boy, Justin. <laughs> Are you going to be on the cell phone and people tell you who won and then you're going to shout it out in the hospitality suite? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I'm just... I'm I thought there was more technology involved. No, no, I've got a a string between two cups, uh, and one cup is in the banquet room, and the other one is where I'm at, and I'll just Uh be yelling out all the awards. One Justin, two cups. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, actually, it's a cool thing that Gary's doing with the uh, the whole thing this year. And um, because the banquet sold out, um, and there's still a bunch of people that want that are going to be at the conference and want to hear the awards, we're going to set up in the hospitality suite and broadcast the awards into there. So that even if you're not going to be at the banquet and you've got beers in the second round, fear not, just come hang out with us in the. We're going to change the name of the hospitality suite to the party suite for that yeah, night. There you go. And uh, you come hang out with the with us folks that aren't allowed in the banquet, and we'll broadcast the the ceremony. Too. Yeah. yeah, and then I guess also if we are able to get the internet, do we know about that yet, Gary? Uh, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Oh, see, that'll be awesome. If if that happens, yeah. and it sounds like Gary's saying it will, we're also going to stream them over the web. So if you didn't get your tickets and you can't go to the thing, but you've got beer in the second round, fear not, you get to hear your name over the radio. We're going streaming. <laughs> <laughs> and shame on you for not getting your tickets early. Yes, yeah. you should have. You should be there. Oh well, next year I think it'll sell out by July. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah. You're gonna want to get your tickets. Get them early. Yeah, don't mess around. It's pretty impressive. You guys must be stoked to have, have uh, sold out this year, Gary. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. I mean, but but at the same time, I, I I would like to be able to accommodate everyone, and unfortunately, we just don't have the the space to do so. Yeah, um, we we booked a hotel that. that uh, would have been adequate for any of our previous conferences, but uh, we, we just, for some reason, Cincinnati seems to be uh, seems to be a hot place to be. Huh. Well, they had that cool radio station there in the eighties. That was cool. That was WKRP. Good... Yeah, that they did. <laughs> do you think? And this is a serious question. Do you think that it is the city itself, or is it kind of the central location that that people can get to? Why? Why? Why would you say it's so popular? Um, I, well, I think there's a few factors going on. I think, I think for one, the the local committee that's that's working on this is doing a really fantastic job, and they lined up a lot of great speakers, uh, as as well as uh, some really cool pre-conference events, um, and they, they've been working very hard. And they had a great presentation at, at Denver uh, last year's conference, um, and last year's conference was was a phenomenal success. Everybody had a really great time, and so. I think there was a great vibe coming off of uh, off of Denver last year, which uh, which led a lot of new people to to decide they wanted to wanted to check it out. And Cincinnati is a very uh, central location for the East. It's close to the Eastern Seaboard as well as uh, uh, much of the Midwest. So a lot of people from a lot of the country can drive there. So it, the the location definitely is is. Uh, helped us out with that, I think. But uh, yeah. but I, I really do think that it has a lot to do with the with the success of last year's conference. I think you're right. I was at last year's. Uh, at, we all were, except for Tasty. You missed last year, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, I did. Had it's too bad. And it was it was really a great uh, conference. It's fantastic. It was mm-hmm. put together. I went to Florida as well, which was also great. But there was yep. something different about last year. It, it just it went so smoothly. People were so excited, uh, having a lot of fun. And I think you're right. By the time the banquet came around. Everyone was just having such a good time. And when you announced Cincinnati um, and said, hey, you could go ahead and book your rooms now, it seemed to me that people like pulled out their cell phones right then to book the room. Everyone who was there last year wanted to go again. I booked mine within within a week. I think you did, uh, did it on the way home. I did, yeah. I did too. <laughs> I had mine. I'm like, I'm not missing out on a room. I'm not missing out on this. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm getting mine early. <laughs> right. You know, the heck with the rest of you folks. No, I think you're right about the buzz. So, okay. Now, the other thing that we wanted to talk about, Gary, is some of this interesting legislation that's been going on. And um, I get the Tech Talk newsletter. If you're a, 
American Homebrewers Association member, you'll get this as well. And it's a daily email that you can ask questions in and post topics. And over the last, uh, I'd say, couple of months, there's been some really interesting things you've put in there, Gary, about legislation. You want to talk about that? Uh, sure. Um, the, there are currently five states where uh, homebrewing is not yet legal. Uh, those would be, um, if I can remember off the top of my head, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Kentucky, Utah, and Oklahoma. Okay. And it's it's been a long time since we've had a state that, that legalized homebrewing. Um, you know, s- several years at least. Uh, and at the at early this this year in January, I was contacted by uh, a homebrewer in Utah. Um, and actually, actually, you know, he he contacted me at at the end of last year. His name is Doug, Douglas Worozinski. He's a um, he's he's actually a law student in uh, at the University of Utah. And he was asking me about, he had just found out that homebrewing was illegal, and, and he was asking me some questions. And so I sent him some information, and he, he contacted his, uh, you know, one of his representatives, Christine Johnson, and, and she actually sponsored a bill. And it was, it was you know, pretty much that simple. He, he took some of the, the materials that I had from the last time uh, they had tried to legalize homebrewing in Utah, and, uh, and he passed that on to her, and she agreed to sponsor a bill and uh, so I, I actually went out in February and testified on behalf of the bill. And we, we had AHA members calling in to the, uh, to the members of the, um, uh, the, the Government Affairs Committee uh, that, that was uh, overseeing the bill. And uh, partly as a result of that and you know, partly as, uh, as a result of uh, testimony by myself and several of the homebrewers, it did manage actually to get out of committee with a favorable rating and was actually passed unanimously uh, and went on to, to pass uh, the House, too, which was pretty, pretty significant. Um, it ended up in the Senate, and uh, unfortunately, uh, due to uh, – I, th- I think we had the votes in the Senate, but um, uh, unfortunately the bill did not pass because uh, um, it didn't go to a vote. The Senate pretty much killed all House bills that they hadn't considered at the end of the session. Uh, for unrelated, unrelated uh, reasons, uh, retribution for something else. I see. Um, so, the, but that's very exciting. We had, we were in a position to to actually get the bill passed. You know, anytime you're dealing with state politics, it's very frustrating. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things that have to be done. They have to go through committees. They have to then go to votes, and they have to go to another house. Um, so it, it takes a lot of time, and so. It's not surprising that we didn't get it passed, but to, to have come so close um, was really a huge step for Utah. Okay. Uh, I, I feel very confident that if we can get the bill introduced at the beginning of next year's session, um, that it has, a, it has a very good chance of passing. Um, well, now, and you've already got the person who, who wrote the bill ready to do it for you, I assume. So um, Right, right. And, yeah. and uh, Representative Johnson has said that she would sponsor the bill again. So, Great. As long as she gets reelected, we'll, we'll have somebody to sponsor <laughs> yeah. the bill. All right, if you're in Utah, make sure that you are voting for uh, Representative Johnson uh, <laughs> this exactly. time around. And, 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 and here's the thing that everybody should should take away from this. I know you know a lot of this this information may seem dry, but yeah, you know, the AHA, the American Homebrewers Association, is the only organization out there that's actually looking out for the interests of homebrewers. Yeah. No other organi- organization is doing anything 
to help you maintain your rights as home brewer or you know gain rights for home brewers in states where it's illegal yeah so you know if if you think that's a good thing and i certainly do you want to you know sign up and be a member be a member every year you know when it comes time to renew you better renew yeah because do you like home brewing well, you know, this is, the, again, the only organization that's looking out for you as a homebrewer, and I think it's really important. So Nobody else uh, is going to bat. Yeah, I, I, yep. I, you know, support that organization if you, if you like homebrewing. All right, what else has been uh, on the docket this year, Gary? Uh, well, we had a, we had a bill for, uh, to legalize homebrewing in Alabama. Uh, it was written by an AHA member named uh, John Little. Um, he worked with, uh, with some of the people with Free the Hops that are, that are working on a... Um, a bill to uh, increase the the allowable alcohol in in Alabama mm-hmm. uh, in beer, uh, and uh, he's he's a lawyer, which is always helpful Great. having somebody who who knows the law. And he was able to to write a bill and get the uh, and Free the Hops was able to get a sponsor for it. Um, we did get that passed from the the committee that it was originally signed assigned to in the Senate, um, but. It didn't. It didn't go to a vote over in the overall Senate, uh, mainly because the the Senate spent many many legislative days discussing bingo. Really, bingo, yeah, bingo, because it's gambling or something. Yeah, it was, mm. it, 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 somebody had a had an issue with uh, with gambling, and yeah. uh, so there there was a filibuster in the Senate, which killed a lot of time. Well, there's and obviously a lot more Alabama bingo players. Utah, they have very very short. Um, legislative sessions uh so anything that that's going to stall uh getting bills passed is is going to slow down the process wow so unfortunately we didn't get to go to a vote in the full senate this year but uh again we have a good bill that's already gotten through a committee um and uh i I think we have again a good chance alabama i think it's going to be very tough to get it passed there's certainly a lot of a lot of folks that are anti-alcohol in the state of Alabama, um, but I think that I think we have a we have a good chance, and the only way it's going to happen is if we get people calling their their representatives mm-hmm. and senators and and asking them to support the bill. And we did that. Like we got we had a lot of AHA members who were calling in both Utah and Alabama, and that's how they got as far as they got. Okay. Um, but we're going to need that again next year. So when... If they don't pass next year, we're going to need that again the following year. When does it come up? What what month do these people, do, do the, our listeners need to start contacting their representatives next year? Um, it would be in January. Okay. It's right at the beginning. All right. It would well, be when, when, the, when the legislative session starts. So I, until we would still have to get the bill... Um, the bills in bo- both Utah and Alabama onto the uh, onto a committee calendar. Um, so we what we do is we'll email out uh, an action alert to all of the all of the homebrewer all the AHA members uh, in in the state, mm-hmm. as well as all the homebrew supply shops, any uh, any homebrew club emails that we've got, um, and we usually send it out to all of the. Uh, all of the breweries that are members of the Brewers Association encourage them to send it out to their lists as well. Okay. Um, so we we have been a very successful with with this kind of grassroots activity, and 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 not just with homebrewing issues as well. Like we we've activated AHA members um, for issues that deal with uh, local craft beer. Um, for example, in uh, in California in 2005, there was a, a bill that would have. Um, 
changed changed laws that would have drastically affected the way that uh, small breweries could get their beer to market. Mm-hmm. And with uh, with emails out to the thousand plus homebrew AHA members that we've got in California, them calling their their state representatives made a huge difference. And that bill got dropped. Great. Well, we'll so have it's to. Not, it's not just homebrewing bills that we, we we deal with, since you know homebrewers are are very much into into good beer and uh, supporting their local breweries. Uh, we we keep an eye on those kinds of things as well. As you should. Yeah, that's all important to us. Also, we'll have to get you on again in January so that you can give us the names of these bills and where they live, so that we know, uh, so that we can get the word out again to so that people can contact their local reps. Yeah. Was, was, Absolutely. The, the more people that are that are activated, the the better our chances are. So I, I'll be happy to come on. Okay. Very good. Was that guy in Alabama was the one that we got the quote from? He was a senator, I think. Was he said something like, "What's the matter with our beer now?" Drinks good, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. That was, was that him? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, you also have to fight people was, like that. That was in reference to the free the hops that Gary's yeah. talking about, right? Um, or why should we go through all this because we have good beer now? It, it drinks okay. Drink good. Now, what I read about that, how that those proceedings were going, is that most people weren't opposed. It was very few, and it was guys like the person you're talking about, JP, who who said, "Yeah, why do we need to do this? What's our beer good? <laughs> we don't need to fix that. Don't ain't broken. Our beer are good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll have to get you back on in January for that. Now, wasn't there some things going on right here in California as well, Gary? <laughs> There, there was a, a an issue in California very recently that uh, that came up. Um, it actually never even got to the stage of being a written bill. Um, the what happened was uh, somebody who was a um, somebody was hosting a, a home wine competition, and they were contacted by the uh, the California Alcohol Beverage Control to let them know that in the state of California, home wine competitions are not legal. Um, home beer competitions are. It just happens to be the way that the the law is written in one particular section. The word wine wasn't included. Um, yeah, much much the same way that the beer hasn't been included in in laws that uh, that have legalized home brewing. Um, so, anyways, uh, as a result of this, uh, there was a, um, a representative in uh, the the California legislature that was sponsoring a bill. Uh, that would legalize. They would change the, the existing language to to allow for um, for uh, wine, home wine, homemade wine to be um, to be judged in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the in, in the process of this, the the rumor was that they were going to eliminate um, from the things that are allowable for both home homemade beer and homemade wine uh, the word tasting, um, yeah. which would have dramatically affected all of the homebrew clubs in the state of California if they couldn't hold tastings. Right. So basically they couldn't hold meetings. Um, Including but, our show. So uh, we, we got wind of this uh, through, uh, or I, I, I heard about this through Drew Beecham, uh, who is on the, the AHA governing committee and a mm-hmm. member of the Maltos Falcons down in the L.A. area. Yeah. Um, and he had heard about it from a friend of his who was in a, in a local wine co- club, um, and so I, I left a message with the uh, with one of the administrators uh, for this this representative, and um, and I know that uh, a few other people made phone calls. Um, Pete Johnson, who is in uh, who is our the the um, 
program manager for the Brewers Association Professional Division. He called the he called Tom McCormick, who is the president of the uh, California Small Brewers Guild, and uh, and he made a phone call as well. And just a, just a few phone calls from people before the bill even ever existed, based on this rumor that this language was being changed, um, got their attention. Okay. And so the the word the the word tastings was. Uh, was not eliminated when the, the bill actually came out. Ah, good. See, this is what I've always hated about the political process that we have, is that when you have a bill that is, that's been designed for a specific measure to, to solve a specific problem, you can attach all of these other lines to that bill, which change uh, either existing politics or create new laws and whatever the case may be. And it drives me batty because it's the, uh, you know, we can talk about fine print and make sure you read over the fine print. There is never a place that you need to read the fine print more than in one of these bills. So here was a, a really nice gesture by a state representative here in California who was trying to help out the home winemakers. Whereas in the meantime, they're adding this line that would have really uh, made it uh, difficult for homebrewers. It would have changed the law for homebrew. And just, it really drives me crazy that you couldn't, you know, why not just fix the one problem? You've got to add lines that change everything else. So I'm glad that you yeah. guys are paying attention to this stuff, Gary, because I'm not. <laughs> I, just, I just yell yeah. about it. I don't pay attention which to is, it. Which is probably, you probably do more damage if you paid attention. I probably would. So thank you, Gary. Well, we, had a, we had another issue kind of kind of along the same lines where you know good good intentions gone bad um in in maryland this this year as well um where there there was a bill that was going to um the intention was to legalize um someone going into another person's house and being paid to teach them how to homebrew really uh yeah it was basically creating a, a license for this um but the way that the bill was was written, it, it essentially made it look like you needed a license to teach anybody to homebrew. Um, so, so we, uh, <laughs> and it was it was certainly a well intentioned thing. They were trying to help help out one of their constituents, um, and, and had no idea that like this kind of change could affect others. Of course, right. Um, and so, so we inundated them with phone calls as well, and. Uh, now, that that way, that bill was dropped. How do you hear about all this? Is it is it members contacting you and saying this is what's happening locally? I mean, I know you keep your ears to the ground, but Remember. are you being notified by people quite often in yeah, the that, that, that's absolutely what it is. There's no way that I could I could keep an eye on every single state legislator, of course, legislature. Um, so yeah, it's really critical that that uh, for for these things to happen, to have somebody who's keeping an eye on what's going on in their state house, and so. Uh, the, but you know we we've been pretty successful with that um, because there are so you know, homebrewers come from all kinds of backgrounds. So um, I'm sure that we've got members that are in in the, the state capital of of every single state in the union. Yeah. Um, so thankfully we've got some people looking out. But uh, certainly um, anybody out there who who comes across any kinds of issues like this, uh, please contact me because. We, we really depend on the, the local uh, homebrewers to keep us informed. Yeah. Strong members are good to have. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Jamie. <laughs> do, uh, you want to give out your email address and contact info so people can do that, Gary? Sure. It's uh, Gary, G-A-R-Y, at brewersassociation.org is the email address. And uh, the toll-free 
number is uh, 888-822-6273. All right. And then, of course, you can go to beertown.org and clip, click on the home brewing link, and uh, you'll, you'll get all the contact information you need right there, too, and you can look at yeah. what's happening. Well, we do have a section in the, uh, under, in the home brewing area that... Um, called legalization if you go down on the on the links that are on the the left hand side of the page uh that has a a list of all of the uh all of the laws pertaining to homebrewing in the united states okay all right great i now let me tell you this i've got questions in front of me from our listeners but it looks like a lot of them are about the second round competition (laughs) and things revolving around the second round competition and if I have too much barley in a beer, are you going to hold that against me? <laughs> well, they're more uh, sort of the ins and outs of how it goes, and I'm not sure you're the guy that I should direct these questions to. Um, no, Gary well, helped me get I mean, my, I... my second round uh, entry, Sarah. I, I admit it now. <laughs> the, the whole reason I'm doing well it's cause is because Gary's is, the guy. <laughs> Gary's my buddy. I got the in. Yes. Uh, but these are not your topics, are they, Gary? Um, well, the, uh, Janice Gross is the, the director of the National Homebrew Competition. Okay. Um, she's the, the project coordinator for the, the AHA. Um, but I did serve as the director of the National Homebrew Competition for uh, six years. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, before I became director of the AHA. Okay. So, so you am familiar with the competition. All right, well, let me so give you a couple of them. Let's you, see how we do here. You just got served, Justin, is what he's saying. Thank you. Um, here's one. Can you have Gary? Uh, can you ask Gary when we should see mailing instructions for the second round beers? Uh, the the mailing to all the winners went out. Uh, the the last of the mailing went out the, this week, so that should be on the on its way. Okay. Um, here's one about judges. This person wants to know: Is there a complaint avenue for BJCP judges? Um, and then he describes something that happened that he wanted to be able to. Uh, send in complaints about judges. Um, is there? Do you know about that? Is there an avenue people can do just to say, "Hey, this wasn't right," kind of a thing? Yes, uh, the the BJCP uh, has uh, on their website. They have their their officers listed, including their the regional reps. Um, so what they should do is go on to bjcp.org, um, look up their regional rep, and let them know what their issue is. Okay. Here is an interesting one about you, Jamil. <laughs> well, it, this person says, because we talked about it earlier, if Jamil has so many beers going to the second round, how is it that you can be a judge? Oh, because I don't have a, an entry in every category. So, so, and, and Gary, probably you know like how this a, works, too. There's probably a, you know, I worked with Gordon and told him what categories I can judge. And he'll put uh, you in Yeah, others. there's probably eight categories I'm not in. And uh, all he'll, the categories, <laughs> there's eight that you're not in. Yeah, and he'll have me judge those categories. What a jerk Jay-Z is. <laughs> I mean, there's probably one or two that I don't have I said eight. In. One or two. Eight. <laughs> Historical. One or two. Now that head, must, that, is, that head must make his neck sore, you know what I mean? Like are, there, are, there th- <laughs> are there 36 categories? Damn. No, 28. Like 20, 28. Yeah, 28. Categories. And you're not in eight of them. Yes. Okay. Mr. Ninkasi. I, I, I honestly have never figured out how it is that Jamil has the time to do all this brewing because I know. we try and keep him really busy on, in his role on the, the AHA governing committee. <laughs> right, right. Uh, here somebody asks, is there anything in the works to arrange tours of the Boston Beer Company in Cincinnati? Do you know um, the, 
the answer is no. Uh, they don't do tours at okay. the Boston Beer Company, and and I, I actually went on a, a, a personal tour, just one on one with with one of their staff people. And, and there's a good reason they don't do tours. It's it's a very industrial building um, where it really would be very difficult to do an organized tour. Um, the you know it's it's actually would be kind of dangerous to do, and so they don't do that. It's in the at, ghetto. At that location. Well, I figure <laughs> we, I, in Boston, but not not the tour. We'd fit right in. in. Yeah, 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 Gary, Mike McDowell. I figure after Jim gives the keynote address, we'll like uh, commandeer him, and he'll yeah. we'll make him give us a tour. I can do that. <laughs> this is we the just need to get the buses up. We just need to have the buses ready to go. Yeah. You go up, say, do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm Tasty McDowell. What's yeah. the matter with you? That's right. Jim will probably say, are you kidding? I don't even go to that place. <laughs> it's <laughs> dangerous. Really? It's too hot. Uh, it, it is, it's a nice brewery, but it's, it's definitely, it's, it's a very old brewery, and it was not designed around um, accommodating people who are not staff of the brewery. And, okay. All right, and then uh, last question. You're going to think this is my question, Gary, but I rest assured it's not. This came through from a listener. Um, what cities are being considered for next year's for 2009 NHC conference? Can you tell us that? Uh, well, we don't actually announce the uh, the cities for uh, in, in advance of the, the previous year's conference. Um, so you're, you're going to have to wait just a few months. Um, we do try and move them around the country. Uh, so if we're in the east one one year, we'll try and move it further west. Okay. Uh, another year. So, will you announce it at the during the awards ceremony like you did last year? Yeah, we'll we'll announce it. There'll be an ad for the for the the uh, two thousand. 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Good beer. Year yeah. You and uh, me both. <laughs> uh, it, it'll, people will know as soon as they get to the conference because ah, we'll okay. have signage for it and, and all that. Okay. And if you're not attending the conference, you'll hear it over our broadcast of the award ceremony. So uh, you will find out the week of uh, June 18th. And you guys will be the first to uh, get your rooms, too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's true, because while all of us schleps are sitting in the banquet, well, yeah. and me in the closet across the hall. Watching Jamil walk up to the stage, category <laughs> after god-awful category. I'm not going to be there to give you a big hug this time, Jamil. What are you going to do? I'm going to be in the other room. I'll, I'll cry and hug myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gary, you're going to have to hug Jamil for me. I'm a hug. I always do. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Awards or not, he's a winner in my book. And the little go-get-him tiger right on the rear end. He likes that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll leave that for you, John. Okay. <laughs> All right, Gary. Well, listen, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun year. Um, we here at the Brewing Network have a lot of really cool activities planned that we're going to do while we're there for, for attendees, and I'm looking forward to working with you guys on this. So thanks for coming on the show and, and talking to us about it. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. All right. So you're back on then in January. We got to make sure we do that. Chad, write that down in, in whatever you write things down in. Uh, that Gary's on in January to talk to remind us about legislation and get people uh, active. Of course, you want to sign up for the American Homebrewers Association, become a member, and you'll get the daily email that comes out, and you'll hear about this stuff directly. And uh, other than that, Gary, we'll talk to you uh, at the NHC, my friend. Yeah, I'll certainly be there. <laughs> All right, go have another beer and get back to tiling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like your wife now, don't I? 
<laughs> I just watch TV then. Uh, Lower voice, but yeah. other than that, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Gary, just like her. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> well, she has a great broadcasting voice then, Gary. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Take care. Later, Gary. All right. You too. There you go. The great Gary Glass. Director nice. of the AHA. He's a cool guy. I'm telling He's you. He's a great guy. He is the nicest guy in homebrewing. Absolutely. Hands well, down. And his wife, Erin, yeah. is like the greatest, yeah. you know, nicest woman. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever met Erin. She's wonderful. Yeah, really. she's cool. She's great. She's All so right. nice. I can't think of a better pairing than yeah. Gary and Erin. Nicer than Doc's that. wife? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We don't have to answer these questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I plead the f- Nicer to who? Nicer to me? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll discuss that off here. Yeah, exactly. All right, but uh, Gary at BrewersAssociation.org, or just go to Beertown.org, and you can search around. You can find all the contacts you need. Janice Gross, if you've got uh, questions about uh, the competition like you did, and uh, anything else. And too bad for you if you didn't get a ticket this year to Cincinnati. Neither news you lose. Yeah. Sign up early. Yeah. Sign up and, and get yourself in the next conference, 2009. You're going to want to if do If you that. haven't been to one, it's just you ought to go just to, you know, once every four years or something like that. It's no, really pretty I'll impressive. Tell you this. As soon as it's possible to sign oh. up, we'll post on the uh, Brew Network forum okay. instructions where to go to sign up. Okay. Inside deal. You, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get yourself signed up quick before it uh, sells out. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Because yeah. it'll sell out again. This is going to start a trend. 2009 will sell out. I'm it thinking only 2009 will be worse, is what I'm thinking. You think so? It'll have more capacity, but it'll sell out. It'll sell out. It's pretty impressive because in previous years they've certainly sold out certain portions of the conference, mm-hmm. but not sold out every bit of it, and that's I, cool. I, I can't, you know, I, I can't <laughs> emphasize enough. It's it's the one event I wouldn't miss. Yeah. All right, we really have a lot to get to, including some more beer drinking to do. I think I'm going to fire Shat in the next segment. Not that you're not doing a great job, Shat, but uh, you got a producer. It'll be funny. You got a producer nipping at your heels, man. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk to her when we get back on the air. Plus, Jamil's got some more tasting to do. We're going to evaluate your score sheets and uh, then call it a night. After, of course, we discover who our drunk of the week is. I think we have to turn in Shat's new, uh, you know, my first producer slash coloring book. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the session. Stay I love tuned. You, Chat. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. It's the hop shortage. No, not the organic, free-range, oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi. away off your wee hop shortage. Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling, and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. Organic 
Attention homebrew shop owners. At Fermentap, they know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless stone false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market. Designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeast, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's so. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Things are getting wild around here. Lots of things going on. Shat actually quit during the break. I asked him to get everybody back in the studio, and he looked at me right in the face, and he said, I quit. It was great. He just walked right out. He quit, and he walked out. I've not (laughs) seen him. Without another offer, too. Nothing. I had to get... (laughs) a better offer. I had to send Bevo out to get everybody back in the studio. He quit. He just looked at me in the face. He said, I quit. (laughs) He'll be back. You give him too much crap. They always always come back. back. He does does a good job. You give him too much crap. Well... I told him that was in his job description. His first job description when he said, well, what is it that you want me to do? I said, I want you to take all of our shit. That's basically what's going to happen. You ought to at least you know, give him a little rub rub you know, every once in a while like you do to me to keep, keep me entertained. <laughs> That's true. Keeps you on the payroll. Hey, look who's here. Doc is back. <laughs> I would, but in. we don't have a microscope. <sighs> what's happening, Doc? Oh, not much. I uh, spent the day over at Paxi's house. Uh, Brindleson over there. and you Nice. Know, had some beers and some drinking. Nice. Brewing. No, uh, just a barbecue and a uh, uh, few beers. You know. And hanging out? Yep. Where's the wife? Uh, left her up there at Sonoma Mission Inn for <laughs> overnight. Nice. I gave her that for uh, Mother's Day. So you got to pick her up tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow evening. You got the boys, Or next though. week. Yeah, I got the boys. They're around here someplace. They're probably out you know, drinking uh, <laughs> drinking shots with uh, <laughs> They're, the They're doing keg stands with the Schumans. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man, how I would love to walk out there and see little Parker upside down on a keg. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid to even go out there. Yeah, just stay here, Doc. Don't worry about it. Really? You don't want to see it? Well, do you, have you got a little time? Very little. Uh, price, uh, Parker's not feeling so good, so I told him we'll only stop here for 15, 20 minutes. Can you sit in on one tasting with us? Yeah, I can do that. All right, so we're back to that. Jamil is doing uh, homebrew tastings for you. You've sent in some of your beers. We've got your score sheets. We're getting back to that. It's going to help you decipher what the judges had to say, see if they were right or wrong, and what you can do to fix the beer. So that's the rundown, okay. Doc. And you're just you're going to be helping uh, Jay-Z and Tasty do the same thing. Considering it needs fixing? Yes. I, I, I got a good good one here. Uh, Larry Nadal uh, yeah. Labruski from Laguna de Gale, California. He's got... Uh, He's got a, an American Pale Ale, which is going to be going head to head with Tasty McDole. Uh oh! In the second round. Uh oh! Bring it on, bitch! Oh! <laughs> Taste? Good job, Tasty! Come up for it. Throwing it down. He's ready. That's the kind of stuff he tastes. This has to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bitch! And then, he, and then he does. So. All right. That's so why, uh, that's why I get second you know, place. Larry got an overall score of forty point five. Oh, that's year. a fine score. Larry. Yeah. Nice. nice. Tasty only got a thirty-seven. Yeah, my only got thirty-seven. Really? Yeah. 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 Again, what's the range of a of a you know a low, medium, high score? You know, high score. Well, it depends. Uh, you know, anything mid thirties and above is okay. Okay. Uh, you know, that's that's a decent beer generally. Uh, you know, when you get mid thirties and below, it's you know starting to be. And if you're in the twenties, it's like me. It's you, all right. <laughs> you know? No, I, I think you've done better than that. Um, Thank you. You know, Thank you, 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 you should be you should be targeting high thirties, uh, you know, low forties for everything you do, and then you know it should fluctuate, and you should you should hit some high forties, and you know you might hit a few in the low thirties or mid thirties. Okay, but that's that's where you should be. All right. Uh, you know the interesting thing about these sheets. All right, so one is uh, a guy named Harold. Harold Gabranson. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, my buddy. So if you see Harold Gabranson on a sheet, all right, Believe it's it. all absolutely true. Yeah, good judge. Harold's excellent. Uh, you know, he's he, you know, I I think that he really knows his stuff. Any judge can have a you know an off day and can make a mistake. I can. Any 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 judge Harold can. Uh, anybody here can can make a mistake in, in evaluating a beer. But I'll tell you, you know, more times than not, Harold knows exactly what he's talking about, and you know, what you're reading is exact and and correct and true. Okay. So uh, you know, they they talk about the uh, you know the hop aroma, the uh, the malt, and and actually one of the things that I think is a bit of a flaw in this beer is warmth from alcohol, and and Harold mentions that here, and he he dings it a point for that. Uh, well-balanced APA, wonderful hot profile, uh, uh, supported by bready caramel. I could drink three pints of this. Well, then the funny thing is, I was I was comparing this to Tasty's, and I was thinking, you know, this this example, I could drink three three pints of this. Ah, I really could. But Tasty's, you could drink four. <laughs> He's already drank three pints. Taste, so Tasty's, don't know I, yet. I could drink ten. <laughs> Nicole wants to know. Nicole, come up here. Come up here to the desk. Move your chair. Shat quit at the break anyway. Shat, are are you back? Get out of here. Shat, are you? No, no. I don't want you to give up your seat, Shat. Come back here, Shat. I quit. (laughs) Shat really quit. I love you, Chat. Nicole, you can have that seat. So, so, so this this is really well done. I'm getting hammered. This is this is really well done. The only thing is, 
And the the interesting thing is, I have uh, Tasty's beer that he's entering in the second round. I got it in in a, in a cup. I've been drinking it all night. I got it right here. And uh, the the thing about Tasty's is, it's a little bit of a a, a cleaner beer. Mm-hmm. It's got a uh, a slightly drier finish. Uh, a finish that again, I could drink ten pints of this yeah. thing. Uh, the other one, it's got a little sweeter finish. It's got a little, you know, more of a malt. There is a little odd note in the aroma when you first pour it that uh, may ding it in competition. It depends. It also has a really interesting malt character to it that Tasty's doesn't. And I don't mean that your beer's not interesting, Tasty. But do, do you know what I mean? It's a different. And I don't know if I don't want to call it caramel because I'm not sure right. that's what I'm picking well, there's, up. There's some caramel, there's some biscuit, and a little slightly wordy. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Tasty's. Uh, you know, really well fermented. Re- you know, it's 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 fantastic. I could, you know, I I I could make this my everyday beer. Mm. Doc, you comments on this beer? Uh, yeah, the first thing, the aroma is real strong, real clean. I get a little bit of uh, the alcohol coming mm-hmm. through. Yeah, a little a little too much alcohol for American Pale Ale. And it, uh, the beginning and the middle is really nice. And the very very end, the last thing I taste is almost a vinyl kind of. Mm. It's mm-hmm. a it's mm-hmm. a. Uh, it could be just the cup I'm drinking out of, but it, it maybe not. Um, it's very pineapple-y. And you, sh- you shouldn't use that vinyl seat uh, cover. Yeah, maybe drinking. Yeah. I just got the new Black Crows album on vinyl. Oh, cool. It's all vinyl. Just thought I'd let you know. I just got it's, some it's new just, underwear just, in vinyl. Whatever, Thanks for that. <laughs> whatever lingers on the tongue is the very last thing. I know. Everything, exactly everything else goes saying, away, yeah. and it just it's just there. Otherwise, uh, it's a really nice beer. So accurately commented scores on this one, Jay-Z. I think the scores are accurate. I think the score that wasn't accurate was the score that uh, Tasty got in the in the first round. <laughs> oh, okay. I think yeah. you know. I think that's a you know a good forty five point forty six well, point beer. The, or the one the one that I'm uh, in defense of the judges. You know, when you put a beer in a bottle and you ship it somewhere and it sits for a week and then somebody judges it, you know, in some environment. You really don't, you know, you, you don't know what that is. So you really can't bitch and whine too much about, about the score sheets. The time you can complain is when somebody doesn't give you information or talks about something other than what they detected. If they give you what they detected, that's what they detected. That, yeah. You know, you really can't argue with that. Sure. The thing is, um, uh, you know, it changes over time. You know, there there can be a lot of impact. But the beers I'm tasting now, you know, that's that's the thing. And here's my prediction on the competition. One is, um, it really depends if people pick up that 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 vinyl and the warm alcohols and ding this beer for it or not. The chances are that this beer will make it into the mini best of show. Hmm. And chances are. McDole's tasty McDole's beer may not make it in the mini best of show, okay. and the the reason is this: as people go through and they judge a lot of these things, they tend to think, oh, okay, you know, check mark hops, check mark malt, check mark this, check mark that, yeah, right, and they don't really look at the overall picture, and really, you know, what you should be looking at is, all right, does it kind of fit the style? You know, could I? You know, somehow justify this as being in the style that we're judging. Doesn't matter if it's kind of on the extremes or whatever. Doesn't matter. All right, it's 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 in it's within the style. Then then great, you're you're there. You know, consider that done. Then it's brewer skill. 
you know, and how drinkable the beer is. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Tasty's beer is a far more drinkable beer. Again, I could drink, you know, many times more of that beer than I could of the other one. The other one's great, and I could drink three pints of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that that's kind of the difference. But I think, you know, that's kind of lost on a lot of judges. And I think if Tasty doesn't place with that, it's because... Again, people are just ignoring their 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 f- trying to find flaws and trying to check things off a list. Or there are three unbelievably nice American and pale ales above them. There, there will be, be more, more than likely. I mean, there it will could be. be, couldn't it? There will be. Oh yes. Well, all right. Let's wrap this beer because you, you did mention a couple things about it. So how about things to fix on it? You mentioned it was wordy. Is that something that needs to be fixed? A little bit. Yeah, I I would think you know a little a little better uh, fermentation. I think you'd get a a little better attenuation, and that would improve drinkability as well. Okay. I think that's the thing to to check so off on. It this. needs to ferment down a little further. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know Tasties is is better fermented. If you tasted this beer, if it was your beer, and it fermented out, and you tasted it, and this is this is what it tasted like, mm-hmm. is there something you would do to it to get it to go lower? Could you do anything, or that's it? It's done right now. Uh, well, uh, no. Let's say before he he bottled it or anything. Here it is. It's in the it's well, in the carboy. You, you, you make taste. yourself an active start or something. You know, uh, fermenting. Not not just pitch a tube of yeast, but you know something. Actively fermenting, you could add it and you know pull it down a few more points. So you but, could still uh, pitch again. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So but, it's not. Uh, I guess what I meant is it's not over with once it's right. fermented out. You could still fix this. Right. Okay. Well, it's you know fix this. It's you know <laughs> certainly not a not a bad beer. No, it's but they want to know how to make it better. So yeah. that's all I'm. Yeah. I, we got to be nitpicky. Uh, yeah, I think being nitpicky and if if you really want to have the best to show beer, I think it needs to attenuate a little bit more. I think it's a little bit wordy, and I think you know Doc's getting the vinyl. I'm getting the warm alcohols. I think uh, you know fermentation temperature. Uh, might be an issue, or you know, again, you know, the amount of growth, or you know, you got to mess around with all those parameters. Uh, you know, it's not all about you know uh, pitching a huge amount of yeast or pitching you know or get lots of alcohol or lots of oxygen. Uh, you know, all those things affect it. And it's all kind of a balance. But uh, those are the the two issues to look for. Okay. <coughs> all right. So, Doc, I don't know if you have time. I got a message from Bevo. Somebody in the chat room. Junk it. You have Junkets beer, Chad? Yes. Yes. He has a Belgian strong dark. I don't if you don't have time, Doc, it's okay. He's just requesting us that we taste it while you're here because he thinks it competes with one of yours in that's in the finals. Okay. That's going to the second round. So I don't know if we've got that to do is that what you've already poured? No. No. We've got an American Amber up. Let's do this one. This is also Larry's beer, and then we we can jump forward to one of those Belgian strong darks. You got time for that or you gotta run, Doc? Oh, it's getting close. I got to get the kids home. Okay, that's so, all right. Don't sweat it. Sorry, Junket. We'll, we'll get it tasted, but not against. I want to stay, so, but uh, I got one kid that's not feeling so good. I I promised him we'd only get rid of him before he's, he gets everybody he's, else. He's feeling sick. a little upside down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, the humans were carrying the kids around by their ankles a couple minutes ago in the studio. So dangling. All right, no worries. Chances are they're really, feeling better though after playing with the Schumanns. Uh, yeah. Have you really considered Most like what the long term damage is letting your kids with hang me. out yeah. with the Schumanns? <laughs> the infection uh, carries. Just short, rash short shows up. You need to like run. Yeah, <laughs> run yeah. screaming. They're fun for the night, but boy, does it hurt when you pee the next day. Oh. Well, you, you could go ask them, see how they're doing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And maybe we can get the, no pressure the or anything. No the, no, the thing is, they're going to tell their mom where uh, we stopped, how long uh, we stopped. And yeah, in trouble. They were upside down. Uh, see, there's a the problem. You tell them how to tell time. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Once you can't have the you can't have the don't touch. This is between the boys. No, nah, because then if they spill it, oh. and then they spill it also, that I told them. Not to, to tell, tell Mom. You're I'm in double trouble. Yeah, you're, you're. <laughs> Daddy told us not to tell you. That would be great. Not not for you, but for me. Oh, I, I've gone, should we tell Mommy? You know what? I'm leaving this one up to you. <laughs> right. I think it's a bad idea, but I'm, I'm not telling you either way. All right. Well, go. let's go through it. If he's still here when, when we get to the next beer, Jamil, then we'll, we'll get him back in. Right. If not, then okay. no worries. What do we got here? Got American Amber from, from Larry as well. And uh, this, this one got a 35 points. And uh, one judge scored at 37, one judge scored at 33. And the interesting thing is, um, John, I know John, and uh, another national judge, Southern California. And here's the the problem I have with with, uh, what he wrote on this and how he dinged it. He wrote, uh, wonderful use of caramel, layers of malt complexity, caramel. I'd cut back just a bit on roast. Other than that, no changes. Excellent. With American Amber, I expect an American hop flavor, just not uh, getting it here. Wish they would be more in abundance and of American origin and flavor. Bittering hops, okay. Good, clean ferment. Nice use of soft water. Uh, kept beer smooth. GMS does, does come through, though. Needs... Uh, uh, longer, hotter boil. All right. So, with those comments, you know, you know, excellent, and you know, this that, and the other thing, you wouldn't think it would be a thirty-three. It also tastes really nice too. Yeah, you'd think it's it'd a be a much beer. higher. So, I, I think you know his scoring was off. Hmm. Although his, his comments were on. I mean, yeah. you'll taste it. And, uh, sure. So I see what you're saying. His scoring's yeah, off, but his comments are his on. His comments are on. I think his scoring's off. Now, but again, could that be the case of the other judges talking him down? Doesn't that The other happen? judge had 37. Ah, I see. So and so. no corrections on this sheet. Hmm. Okay. And People afraid to give the high scores. Actually, John had a lower score and raised it up. He caved. <laughs> he had 31 or something like that. He brought up two points. And so, and here's the thing, and, you know, and I, I know John, he's an excellent judge, he knows what he's doing, and again, his comments are on, I think his score's low, but here's the thing, you know, don't really focus so much on the score, because the score between, you know, one set of judges and another set of judges, it, it's, it's that moment in time, you know, that flight, that, that pair of judges, and what really matters is, you know... Kind of the overall, you know, status of that one versus, uh, you know, oh, I scored this here and I scored that there, but you know, it 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 really isn't, you know, apples to apples, and you really have to, uh, you know, keep that in mind. So, I think that that score, you know, probably should have been a thirty-seven as well, and uh, you know, it, it it may have placed or may not. You know, that's a really tough category those those American ales because there's you know, probably a good fifty entries yeah, in there. So, the you know, you, you you could be you know, there's there's ten really excellent beers in there, yeah. and you know, you, you just yeah, then it's just luck to get you down there. to the last. Yeah, three. it's kind of crapshoot. Right. But uh, you know, I th- you know, good beer. I think uh, I like you know, those comments were 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 right on the money from John. Yeah, uh, definitely, he's right about the American hot part, right? Because um, it's very English. 
Well, there's American hops in there. It's just, uh, you know, they're not really prevalent, I think. And, you know, it's a little bit uh, wordy again. Yeah. You know, similar to the pale ale. And a little bit roasty, like he said, mm-hmm. too. Although, now, if I were... It, well, not A little bit I, of roasty's fine by me. Yeah, well, that's what I, I was just going to say. Now, taking it out from judging for a second, mm-hmm. I really enjoy this beer. Yeah. I I'm, would ask for a couple more of these. I'm a Red Rocket kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I consider that American Amber, which is, you know, really to the extreme. But yeah. I think the style needs to be either be bigger for that, or we need another... Another style. You know, another style to fit in there. Because yeah. I do like the roast, and I like the malt on this beer. Even It is a little wordy, but this is a good beer. Uh-huh. But I, I think he's right about those comments. Okay. Larry brewing some good beer. Doc, same, same, same over there? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I could, yeah, it's, um, I don't know if they, the, the malt and the hops balance each other enough in it. You I don't think. know if they do? No, I don't think. Oh, okay. I, I'm thinking maybe not. It's like, like yeah. a little wordy, a little too sweet, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. So that's a a, 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 a good example. It's not of, a bad beer at all. Of a good judge giving you good feedback, you know, and that's one of the first one we've had today where their all their comments are right on. So I think you know how to fix that one. All right, so we're going to try the one from Junket here. Doc's still sitting, Doc's yeah, sitting here. So. I cleared it with the kids. So. You did. Yeah. I told did you, you they were having a good time with the Schumanns. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, Can't quit on us. Now, Nicole, our new assistant producer today, introduce yourself on the microphone. At least say hello. Hi there. You're a bartender at uh, the new... Uh, the Trappist in, in Oakland. In Oakland. Dalton I, Beer Specialty Bar. It's a good bar, yeah? You like working there? I love working there. You do? Okay. And, um, the skinny bar. You seem to know a little <laughs> bit about uh, the BJCP and, and some of this judging stuff. Are you a home brewer? Um, I just took the BJCP exam uh, last Saturday. You did? I did. Did you, you get did the you results pass? yet? You uh, not for another three months. Wow. Three months? But I did find out that my scoring accuracy for the tasting portion was at the master level, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, at the oh. master level, Jay-Z. Are you listening that's to this? Only, that's only like 5% <laughs> yes. of the total yeah, score, yeah, that's, that's, so let's not I get see. too excited. Percentage of the total score, scoring is really... Why you got to piss on that, Jay-Z? That's a nice yeah. thing to hear back. You're starting to sound it? like me now. Shut Excellent. up. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> You've been listening to JP on this program. <laughs> JP is infected. Good job, Nicole. You're a master. More ways than one. (laughs) All right. But a lot of those infections you can't get twice. Nicole is doing a nice job uh, assisting Chad as the producer, assuming that Chad hasn't officially... I I think it's the other way around. I expect your resignation in writing, (laughs) Chad, so you still officially work for this program. I can't Uh, write. (laughs) Written in poo. I are resigned. All right. So so this one, uh, Robert Giaquinta... Quintana, I, th- I believe something like that. Quintana, right? Quinta. That's it? Quinta. G- G- Quinta. Quinta. Gia Quinta. Hello. Okay. Yeah, Gia Quinta. That's he knows who he is. Good yeah. enough. Sorry, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crappy with him. And he's Junk white. it in the forum. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about as white as it come. <laughs> Quint- uh, what? Let's see. Uh, Belgian Strong Dark took second place in the first round of this year's NHC. Score 38.5. He's going head-to-head with Dr. Scott. Oh. All right, Doc. You get to taste the. You get to taste Taste your competition. Yeah, he used my recipe. Oh no! As a loose starting point, Doc. Did you use Jay Z's recipe? Then he threw in. uh, (laughs) Here's the thing. He he threw in. He wanted to mimic three other beers. Uh, Dodola, three philosophers, New Belgium. Oh, four beers. Work work for ten, and he wanted an element of each of these to come up in in the beer. 
you know, right off the bat, that's a, like a warning flag. Trying to do too much in one beer. Yeah. Right? Uh, you want yeah, to be careful. Make, make that sort of thing. Although we are told to go and seek out beers we like. and Right, and but don't try and mimic four at one time. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, make, make four yeah. beers and blend them together. I love this six-pack. I'm going to make it all <laughs> in one glass. It's right. a Weichamber Bachenstarch. It's kind of banana-y. Yeah, oh. I'm getting that in, in the nose. Um, my, too, too mine's banana-y. actually uh, uh, West Letter and Clone. That's where mine's headed towards but this one yeah it's right in the nose flavor's nice sweetness seems to persist it's a little sweet right. he was worried that it was a cloying it, to him it's cloyingly sweet no not cloying it's it's on the sweeter end of of the the best commercial examples you'd find but uh you know there are some that you know get that sweetness uh and and some of them are, are far more dry. I'm sorry, what style is this again? I apologize. Belgian dark strong? Does that really matter to you? If well, I told you it's like Mars. No, I just want to sound important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what style yes, is this? Yes, this is very much to the style of whatever the style is yeah. supposed to be. Well, I think for a Coors Light it's great. Yes. <laughs> Parker thinks it's pretty good. I was just going to I was going to whisper the Lothamer kids are tasting your beer, dude. Um, he, he thinks it's pretty good. Yeah, you like it, Parker? Right. It's a good one? Yeah, Hypothetically, so, uh, yeah. if you were to try it? 38. You just can't buy it. Parker's half-cocked already. Of course he likes it. He's out there hanging out with the Shimmins. Uh, again, I can't get know, the little one to try I know it. both of these judges. And uh, kind of the, the negative uh, muddy malt aroma. That's a comment that was made on the score sheet, Jamil? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? I think the flavor is much better than the aroma. Yeah, the, the, the first aroma I got, I did not like it at all. Real no. banana, a lot of uh, banana. At first, I got this musty yeah. smell, and then yeah, then then the banana came out, and and mm-hmm. and no comments on either one of those as far as musty or banana. They didn't put that in there. Is that something that could have developed in the meantime? Could have been. Sure, yeah. it's a living. Uh, yeah. So the, the the thing to do is, you know, if if. Uh, <sighs> You know, if this, uh, Robert, if this tastes the, the same to you now as it did when you entered it, then mm-hmm. uh, no problem. If this is starting to, if you're starting to pick these things up uh, as it's changing, then, you know, you need to work on, you know, oxidation and, uh, you know, other Th- Things other that issues. are going to change over time. Yeah. And then if that's the case, would you recommend he rebrews this for the second round? No. Be- no you don't have time. No. don't have time to do it. It's too big. Right. There's some bread in there. Okay. Have a good time. Mine's like. Three years old. Oh no! Don't add any bread. <laughs> it's like a JP thing. Come on, it'll make it better. Add wood, licorice. Is it wood? Could it stay in the state in the same See? in the same category if you added bread to it? Tasty. Well, no, I'd be a different beer. Then. It would be a different beer yeah. well, after a couple of years. So, for your own consumption, add a little bread. You're saying? Oh yeah. Not for the second round. Yeah. The interesting no. thing is, this will get a. You know, it might get. It depends on what's in there now. Mm-hmm. If there's something, you know, bug that's drying it out versus uh, mm-hmm. if if it's really clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going to happen is the uh, hot bitterness is going to just drop over time, and mm-hmm. it's going to get sweeter. It's already um, pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good balance now, but. Yeah, I, th- I think it's fine as is. If if this yeah, if this were my beer, I'd go into the second round with hopes of placing. Okay, great. I think uh, you know the the whole banana thing in the aroma and the musty thing in the aroma. Eh, a little musty. It, it it here's one thing about the flavor, and and kind of the aroma it reminds me of some of the corked Belgian beers that you get. Yeah, and I like that musty. 
flavor. Well, that, it's, that whole it's just, pork thing. It's uh, just like the first impression, and it didn't throw me off because it tastes a lot better. Yeah, tastes it. You know, I expected something different, and I was actually pretty pleased with the way it tasted. So, aside from the from those two things that you guys picked up that weren't on those score sheets, the judge seems to be right on there. Yeah, I think this is uh, fairly accurate, and and both of them commented on kind of a, you know, there's there's too much going on in the mall character. Hmm. And I think this is an effect of, you know, what what he was trying in his in his recipe and trying to, you know, hit all these different uh different things, but uh, you know, the recipe's okay. You're saying you should have just stuck with your recipe, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's why it's in a book. No, actually, uh, you know, this recipe's not on probably, the internet. This recipe is pretty much my recipe. Yeah. Does it have what the finishing okay. gravity was? Uh, 10.15, which is fine. What was yours, Doc? Uh, around 10.12, I think, something like that. A little drier. A little bit. It's okay if you get that uh, sweetness up front, but you want to finish dry. Belgian beers, you want to finish dry. It's tough with these big ones, though, to get them dried out Mm -hmm. all the way down, attenuated. Yep. The big ones are tough. It's easy to stall out at 10.20. But you like the big ones, don't you, Justin? Every now you and like then. like the big one? Every now and then. You like a big one? Not all the time. Sometimes you're you, in the mood. You like sometimes the, you just want to mellow out with a medium one. Right. But sometimes you like these well, big, when you're big relaxed, dark so you ones. You can take a big, big dark one? Yeah. You can't take a big dark one every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. it'll, just when you're in the mood. Yeah, and you're relaxed. You're ready for it. Yeah, it'll wear you out quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to throw in a nice cream one. Yes. Every now and then. A pale, light one. Maybe a pale, pale small one. A small, pale, thin one. Yeah. <laughs> once really you've been pale, you never go back. Kind of clears the palate. and uh, A little pale. What are you guys talking about? I don't get it. Beer. Big oh, beers beer. versus... Uh, you don't get beer? Oh, okay. It's not the size of the beer. Occasionally, it's, it is the size. It's how fast you finish it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what you do with That's it. That's right. That's gotta a, be, gotta that, be able to finish it. I gotta make JP a shirt that says that. That's pretty Toss good. Toss it back. Yeah. Feel in the back of your throat, right, JP? <laughs> That's right. Ooh. All right, we're powering through these now. Uh, what are we? What are we Chris going for Dodge, next? Brayton in the chat room. Okay. Eight 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 four zero one beer. That's the number if you need it. Plus, you can join Bevo in the chat room. I was very close to calling you Beverly. I don't know why. Oh, must, that everybody'll know her real must name. Must be the alcohol. Um, okay, this is my last one. I gotta get the hell out of here. He's got a Red Rocket clone. All right, so one more tasting with so do Doc, I. and then uh, Doc's gotta go. Got to go. And uh, I think this is uh, from the Brewing Classic Styles. It sure looks like it. <laughs> it has has <laughs> malt in it and some hops. You want to hand me a cover you're, of the book? And it's claiming, fermented. You're claiming every recipe I've seen. It. Come on. Well, yeah. I mean, look at this one. It, That's sure, malt exactly, hops. Yeah, right. looks exactly like it. And it's crystal malt. That's this year's competition mo. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure this one is a uh, Brink Classic Styles one. You know that over at the so uh, it's excellent. <laughs> Therefore, you know that Ray over at the Brewers Association is keeping an eye on these recipes as well. He wants to know how many of these are entered in the competition. I know he does. He wants to know how well that book's being used. I bet he's checking this out. He probably has a spreadsheet. Of how many I don't times. think he cares. You don't think so? I think <laughs> he like, wants to know. You know, as long as those books are moving out of the warehouse and he's having to order more, then he's, he's fine. Happy, yeah. They're flying off the shelf. All right. Hmm. So, what do you think of this beer? It does not taste like that recipe. 
All right. Say red rocket clones. Is that what, is that what you said at the beginning? Yeah, it's not not no, uh, it's not as rich and full and uh, rockety. Rockety, no. Tasty. Yeah, the rocket's much uh, maltier and uh, <laughs> a little roastier, a little yeah, roastier. It's a redder beer. You know, it's going to have that red roasty. Uh, yeah, this one comes up a tan head kind of beer. You know, this one comes up more sweet than than malty. with a with yeah. a roast finish. It's kind of. Yeah. There's something missing in the middle there. How did the judges comment on it? Did they seem to be accurate? They gave it 22 and a half points, which I think is a little brutal, considering, yeah. like, okay, yeah, uh, forget I mean, it. Forget it's a red rock yeah, no, clone. Yeah, no, it's an amber. Uh, um, no, I, I wouldn't give it a 22. It's, mm. it's, it's drinkable. It's not something I want to pour yeah, out. Maybe. It's clean, mm-hmm. well-fermented. Yeah. Recipe could use some tweaking. But no, I mean, I'd be, I'd be in the mid thirties on this. I, yeah, at, least, at least above, I'd be above thirty for sure. I'd yeah. be thirty-two ish, probably. I don't know if I go thirty-five or thirty-six There's on nothing it. Nothing really wrong with that. No, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's kind of brutal giving a twenty-two. Twenty-two to the back Caramel. of the skull. Slightly <laughs> hazy. <laughs> this is kind of what that score does, isn't yeah. it? Roasted, sharp, acrid character. Now, uh, is that acrid? I mean, there's some roast there. I don't call no. that acrid. No, none at all. It's not acrid. Mm. Burnt roasted malt character. I mean, they make it sound like a stout. Is it? Uh, uh, I get a lot of crystal in the nose. Yeah, that's what I get. I get yeah, there's a lot of crystal. There's uh, but I don't a get bit burnt. roasty dryness no. at all. No, I don't get burnt. It's I don't tart, get roasty tart dryness green either. Green apple. Do you get a tart green apple? Nope. No. Again, somebody you know, buttery. Nope. Nope. Uh, you know, that I lot, could tell you right away if it's butter in. Well, and and uh, that's that's the thing that just drives me off the wall. Oh, both of them are just dinging it big time on diacetyl. There's no diacetyl. There's Is none. that a ranked none. judge there? Does it say? No, uh, one's got a ID, but he didn't bother to check the box that gives the rank. Yeah, it must Laziness. be hard to do. Yeah, that, that move of the pencil is kind of way too much. You. Forgot to do that. The other one's certified. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell you right here that, yeah, there's no diacetyl in that. And if you think that's diacetyl, then you don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it's got a caramelly note. And a lot of a lot of times judges will mistake caramel, uh, crystal malts, with diacetyl. And, you know, that's one thing to really be careful it, of. It does have a lot of the, the caramel malt in it. Yeah, um, real rich no, there's, in the there's, there's, yeah. I'm real sensitive to, it's, to it's diacetyl, a, and there, I don't. Good clean, uh, good clean fermentation. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing in there. Nothing, and both of them are like diacetyl, diacetyl, diacetyl. <laughs> no, 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 they were wrong. So on this one, you know, Damn. again, you you need to get another set of judges to, and you know, you just did. This is a thing, uh, you know, tart, <laughs> tart green apple, uh, buttery. It's like neither one of those things are no. present, and a lot of times, yeah, uh, you know, when you use American hops. You get that citrusy, tangy kind of American hop. Some judges will, you know, ding you for a green apple. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, acetylaldehyde, it's, it's part of the process, and, and it's easy to end up with acetylaldehyde green apple in your beer, but that's not it. So it's just a, that's a mistake on the judges there. All right. Well, again, proof that you need to put these in a couple of different competitions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, it's definitely a much better beer than it scored, Chris. Okay. 
I have to take a break, but speaking of entering in other competitions, there is a Brewing Network-sanctioned competition coming up. We've told you about it before. Uh, Jamil has told you about it. We've done it on this program. It's the 21st Annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship. It takes place on June 22nd of this year, and we have supported this competition for a couple of years now. It's really uh, it's a well-run competition that they do here out of Southern California, and they get a lot of entries, and we really want the Brewing Network uh, we want the BN Army to show up in force this year. We, we, the first year that we uh, promoted this competition, we showed up in force, and we kind of slacked off last year, and I'd like us to get right back into it. Uh, I know Doc's going to enter, and Shat's going to enter. Uh, we were talking about getting Tasty to enter. JP is going to enter uh, into this. Um, so it's really a good competition. Entries are due on June 14th. You know that date because you can uh, you can mark your calendars by our third anniversary there party. You go. That's when your entries are due. I thought it was Valentine's Day. You can go to hopheads.com. Yeah. Hopheads.com, you'll get all the information that you need. Uh, the entry fee is only $5 per entry, so it's, it's cheap. Five dollar, make you holla. You can get a, 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 you put a lot of beers in there, and uh, I want to see some brewing network entries. Here's the cool thing about it: um, if you are already belong to a local club anywhere in the country, you can you can enter from everywhere. You can go ahead and put down your club's name and get points that way, and then also just write down the brewing network so that they know where the entry came from. That's all. But your club will get the points. Just put down your club's name. If you don't have a club, just put the brewing network because we are an official club uh, according to the American Homebrewers Association. So. Really want you guys to enter this. It's the 21st annual SoCal Regional Homebrew Championship. Entries due June 14th. If you're local in the Bay Area, you can drop them off here at Beer, Beer, and More Beer. If you're local to the Southern California area, you can drop them off at the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Riverside location. Or all the shipping information that you need is there on hopheads.com. So... If you didn't enter the Nationals, or if you didn't make it past the first round and you still want to get some medals this year... Stop rubbing it in. This is a great... That's why JP's entering. Yes. This is a great way to still get some feedback from some good judges. We've uh, we got some really good score sheets in the past out of this um, and, and enter this competition. So I'd like to see you guys do it. Go to hopheads.com. Do it for the BN. Do it for yourselves. Do it for Jamil. Do it for the Pope. <laughs> you know? Can the Pope come and exercise my brewing equipment? I should have put on some soft music. Do it for the Pope. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right, how many we got left to do? We're going to take a break, but... um, Eight. Twenty. Eight. Twenty. March on. March on. We may not get through all of them. Ready for the next one? You're taking a break. (laughs) Now, we're going to take a break. I got to take a pee, and I have a feeling so does everybody else, and Bevo's asleep over there. Wake up, Beavis. Yeah, right? I don't feel that great. Have some beer. What's wrong with you? What's right. wrong with your eyes? I don't know, but I'm really dizzy. And one of them's dilated and one's not. One of them's I super dilated like, and yeah, the other one's not. Creepy. What if she cracked her head? Brain or tumor. Did you do a line of something at the break? The last Maybe. Break? Stroke? Mm, really? Sure Possibly. Was. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I hate when I have a stroke. <laughs> it's a headboard. <laughs> Sam's out of town. Yeah. Can't pound your head against that board. That'll do you right there. All right, quick break. When we come back, a few beers to get through. This is our last break, so we got to do it all in the next segment, fellas. Do it all. And, uh, we, can, we can get it done? All right, hang in there. It's a session. Still tasting beers with Jamil. Doc might still be here, and Tasty's helping out, too. And then even JP, so that's kind of cool. What am I doing? We'll be right back. On the Brewing Network.
Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. The U.S. House of Representatives passed the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act. Hawaii becomes a United States territory. Boy George's birthday. Margaret Jones was hanged for witchcraft. But this year will top them all. I'm telling you now, this party is going to rock. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. This is Push Eject, and I'll be there. This is Mrs. Push, and I'll be there. This is Badrock. And Vanna, and we'll be at the BN anniversary party. In search of the unicorn and the rainbow. This is Chris Graham with more beer. I'll be there. This is John Foster, and I'll be there. Hey, it's Bob. I'm going to be at the third anniversary party for the Brewing Network. This is everyone's favorite German prince. I just wanted to tell you that I, too, shall be at the anniversary party in beautiful downtown Napa. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. Hey, it's Code. I can't make it to the anniversary party, but if you wouldn't mind, leave your computers on for me, will you? Don't miss it. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby! 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's gonna be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Now the weary week has ended. It's payday on the job. Let's go down to the local and mingle with the mob. You'll meet the Dinkum Aussies rough and ready as they are. With hard faces brown as leather Lined up around the bar Someone is sure to greet you You chaps I'm glad to see Come on you pair of somethings And have a drink with me While the barmaid juggles glasses And the boss works with a will For he loves to hear the rattle Of the silver in the till Now the rouseabout is busy He hasn't time to think And I'm sure he'd never hear you If you ask him for a drink All the barrels that are heavy Will be light ones very soon When the Brumbies come to water On a payday afternoon Now the world is such a great place Everyone is doing well And strange it is to listen To the stories that they tell some are riding bucking brumbies, some are up north in the cane. Some are growling at the weather and are wishing it would rain. And there's old Jimmy Woodser in the corner by himself, telling stories to the bottles that are standing on the shelf. Oh, he once was high and mighty, though forlorn he's looking now. In a hat that came from nowhere And a torn old Jackie Howe Now the clock is moving onwards The lightweights have their fill But those with more horsepower Are staying with it still 
Some have already had it and are laid out in a swoon. They'll be grumpy when they wake up on a payday afternoon. Hear the henpecked hubby saying, what will become of me? For I told my little woman that I'd hurry home to tea. She's going to play old Harry and wail like one bereft. When she digs into my pockets and she finds there's little left. But if he uses a bit of blarney, she'll forgive him very soon. Cause wives are tender-hearted on a payday afternoon. Yes, the weary week has ended, it's payday on the job. Let's go down to the local and mingle with the mob. And when you've sunk a dozen, you can climb up to the moon Or walk to Boorooloola on a payday afternoon Identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to the session. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer. 
Jay-Z, I'm supposed to ask you if you know a John Tull with short fingers and (laughs) has to work in the National Forest. Yes. John Tull is one of my greatest friends. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's missing a finger or two. I I see. Motorbike accident when he was a kid. That was from Jeff Bones in the four. Maybe it's a mutual friend or something. He just asked Bevo to pass along the question. Of people I love, John Tull is like top of my list. All right. There you go. Great person. Welcome back to the program. We are finishing up our tasting in this segment. Uh, We've got a few left to go through, and Jamil is helping you uh, decipher your score sheets. And finding out some interesting things about the judges today, I think we've done, and given you uh, lots of reasons to enter multiple competitions, as Jay-Z said earlier, to find a consensus of scores. What do we got coming up now? Do so for all beer. And, and, and here's one of the things. So uh, sometimes when, you know, there's, there's some stuff to, to moan and whine about in a score sheet, that doesn't mean you should go out and start, like, complaining on the forums and bashing the judging and all that stuff. Nobody ever does that, Jimmy. <laughs> it's a it's a tough job, and and again, you know that's the uh, objective feedback you're getting. You know, don't 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 let it you know drag you down and make you feel you know like like you know something's wrong or you know you're not a good brewer. Don't don't take it personally. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> Why did they say that to me? <laughs> and sometimes mistakes are made, but but the majority of times. Mistakes aren't made. Yeah. You know, or maybe you could quibble. It's like, oh, you know, if the, the appearance is perfect, why not give me three points instead of two points? <laughs> you know, and it really wouldn't make a difference if you placed or not. It really doesn't make a difference in the score that much. No. It's just kind of an annoying thing that some judges do. So so don't bash on the judges. You know, they're they're doing a volunteer thing, and, and, and the, the vast majority of them are very accurate and doing a, a really great job. So Did you say vast majority? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> tasty. Do, uh, do you have well, further commentary? No, I mean, but at the same time, you have to understand the entrance uh, disappointment right. when his sure favorite well, uh, favorite uh, uh, American well, pale I'll ale tell you what. gets a thirty-one. Correct. You know, Justin, you'll back me up on this. Every parent, when their kid is born, yeah. that's the most beautiful child on the face <laughs> of the earth, right? I, I, I can't agree more. In fact, the and, second the sentence comes out of your mouth, Tasty, where you say their favorite American pale ale right. you know, gets bashed or whatever, I say, cry me a fucking river. <laughs> because the fact is that we... Re- now, maybe in some cases, you're absolutely right, and it's a wonderful beer. However, more often than not... You know, there are flaws that you just don't taste because it's your baby. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a, so they're getting a reality check and they're getting it from this unknown person. You know, so you can exactly. appreciate. Well, you know, that's because a lot of people. Can't, I actually think that's a good thing because most people can't take it from a known person. You know, right. your best friend comes over and oh. pisses on your beer, and well, you feel even worse. It becomes your enemy. Yeah. Well, if they know beer, then yeah, you should be. No, no let's well, let's hear from somebody about disappointment. JP. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was born in 1977. <laughs> Yeah. And ever since then, I felt the world was just no, not, not your family. So your parents? Oh no! Parents. I didn't think you were oh mine. Well, it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like your farts. Okay, where you, your you can smell your own. So bad. Yeah, that's fine. But someone right. else rips one, and it's like, oh, oh that is god awful. Exactly. Out then, yeah. It's just like it's just like your uh, just like your beer. Your beer is great. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else's beer, right. not so much. Now, Tasty, I'm with you in the you know. Now, take a moment to realize that these people have put a lot into this beer. Oh, it's yeah. There. yeah. I, Don't I, bash I, the thing. You know? Right. Come on. Yeah. I, no offensive comments on a score sheet whatsoever. Oh, no. Agreed. If you you know, focus on the positive. No matter. 
matter how limited it might be in your opinion, focus on the positive. Yeah. It comes out of the glass. Make a big comment. Exactly. You get liquid in the bottle. Yeah. Well, good job. There you go. There's 13 points. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I'll talk up everything that's good about it and try and be constructive about what's not, what might need to change. And that, you know, if you're going to make a complaint about judges, this is certainly a, a place to make complaints about them. If you're getting bashed, if you're getting comments like that, and I'll tell you, having spoken to, to both Ray Daniels and Gary about not only how they run uh, homebrew competitions, but, but the pro competitions, if there are judges out there that are doing those kinds of things, putting negative things, you know, really yeah. kind of bashing your beer, they don't get invited back. So that's something you should certainly send a complaint about. But, you know... Uh, if somebody just you know detect something and doesn't care for it or you know you know it's it detects a flaw take it like a man yeah tough luck you yeah, know that's the way it goes brew better beer but but if somebody Send says you know competition you know you know you stink why are you brewing <laughs> like i would do. Uh, you know Find another stop, hobby. stop teabagging your word yeah. you know well if, don't if, go you that get, far. If, if you get anything like that <laughs> send it to me i will i will make it my passion to hunt them down yeah and i will i will yeah. join forces with you and yeah. you know we'll we'll hunt them down and and drum them out of judging yeah well, there's or, no place you know, for that. well no. actually teach them teach them not to do that it and be the better thing there's a fine line i think between leaving a negative feedback and discussing flaws right exactly you know you yeah. can say oh it has diacetyl it has whatever it has whatever but if you start saying um i got one comment missed the mark on drinkability the only comment on my overall impression for the beer yeah you're just an asshole <laughs> in my opinion because that's a negative right. comment it doesn't tell you anything it, it, there, he said there, his baby was ugly yeah. yeah there's no flaws written there there's there's nothing that tells me what happened um and mm-hmm. and it's and there there's there's well, nothing and, there's and, nothing there it's I, an empty I, statement i think that comment would have been okay if it was followed by mis- you know drinkability right. It's too sweet. Exactly. It's too hoppy. It's too what? What? What about drinkability doesn't miss the mark? You know, give give me more information. You know, uh, all these things. You know, saying good and nice. It, it is, they don't mean anything. It's yeah. it's a you know it's a waste word. Right. And and it's a, it's a feel good word. But you know, give me specifics about what it is that keeps this from being the best beer you ever tasted. Yeah. So and the fact just, that you brewed it—that's why. Just, just Tastes like tea bag. Yeah. Just to kind of reiterate too, and and back to what Tasty said. You know, maybe you did send this, send in this amazing beer, and it is wonderful not only by your standards but by everybody's standards. And you get and you get bad comments. Send it to multiple competitions, mm-hmm. and you will get a consensus. Send it to three different places, and you'll find that that it truly is a and, wonderful beer. So. And what about your bottling? You know, if you you constantly get you know comments on contamination, oxidation, and you know. Maybe it's your bottling process yeah, and, yeah. and the kind of bottles you're using and all that, and you're yeah. being a little kind lackluster in that. Right. Could could be an issue. All right, I got a phone call from a brand new judge who wants to comment as well. So uh, looks oh, like uh, B Dog on the line. Uh, oh, oh, let me see. B Dog, you there, brother? B Dog's gone, Bebo. I think B Dog's just a robot. All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on with this taste. So we're on uh, Keith uh, Keith from Scottsdale's his uh, Dusseldorf Alt beer. And, you know, the, the comments of the judges were all just very neutral. You know, nice example, this, that, the other thing, great, you know. What a piece of crap this beer is. Everything's fine. No, I'm just kidding, guys. That's the example of bad uh, judging. <laughs> well, uh, just trying to Yeah, you know, the only it. negative out of these score beer, sheets is oxidation. I didn't really get oxidation in that. I got uh, a little bit of uh, you know a little bit maybe too much of a roasty note, but uh, 
I would agree with that. I think there's a t- touch of vegetal in that one. I get like um, licorice. Like, you know, it's like licorice can be kind of spicy sometimes. It's like a spicy you licorice. You on the it? first alt beer or the second alt beer? I'm on a alt beer. I don't have you're multiple on second, ones. You're on the second. I think Scott drank the first one. Yes. Uh, and I think it's actually very well done. I think the recipe is good. I think that's on the money. I think uh, the only thing I detected that I would change is maybe, you know, it's a little vegetal there. I didn't really get oxidation. But again, I think no. here's a, 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 a situation, uh, Keith, of the judges just trying to be in the middle. They're kind of, you know, they're hitting the 35, 32, just because they don't know the style very well. They may claim to know the style really well, but they just don't. And they're kind of throwing you a mid-30s score. Sorry. Enter more enter more competition. And you got a third place, I think. And, uh, you know, just go ahead and enter in the second round. Maybe the people in the second round would know better. Again, hmm. if you got time to brew it, rebrew it, maybe you do. And, uh, you know, do a, do a little bit longer boil, maybe a little more vigorous boil or rap, more rapid chilling, and then, uh, you know, uh, pitching. But I think I think you're really close, so I, I may not screw with that whole bunch. I like this beer a lot. Yeah, it's very tasty, very it's clean. A, it is a good alt beer. It tastes like an alt beer, does it not, Jay Z? Mm-hmm. Like from the fatherland. I was going to say, if you're wandering the alt stat, uh, uh, there are worse alt beers on the alt stat than this one. Yeah. So b- b- by that definition, okay, you've got a uh, you know fifty point beer. <laughs> Or maybe 49 or 48. <laughs> what is that saying, though? It's not the worst one I've ever had in my life. I no, I mean, the, you know, it's it's right okay. in there with, with the, 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 the finest examples the world has to offer, uh, by definition, would be there in Dusseldorf on mm. the Altstadt. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are, you know, just not that good. This is not as bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn, damn with faint praise. Uh, no, it's actually pretty good. I like this beer. Yeah. Beva, are these questions from Chris about this beer? I do not know. Oh, because they're very random questions if they're not about this beer. I don't think they are. Okay, okay the next one is Chris's beer. Uh, Dusseldorf Alt Beer as well. This one got a 31 overall. That's your next uh, glass up there. Okay. And the first thing I notice is much larger bubbles in this one. I haven't even touched it, and I can see larger bubbles. So. Yeah. Thirty-one, thirty-one. Both of them, the the color's great on both yeah, of them, I both thought. Yeah, both nice and clear. Got that nice, nice, and, nice clear, and clear. Yeah. deep red alt beer color on both of these last two beers. This is even more neutral than those. Nicole, maybe you ought to be chiming in on these, Miss. I just took the BJCP. Let's let's put that scoring to the test. <laughs> She'd rather scribble on the whiteboard. Yeah, that's why I made you move up to the microphone, not because I couldn't read your whiteboard. It's <laughs> because <laughs> you should use the microphone. Anytime. You chime in anytime you want, dear. I'll tell you, the, the, the recipe on this one seems great. I think it's, uh, you know, bring classic styles. <laughs> you find that in the store, signed. I want him to to talk about how great a recipe is when it's not one of his. <laughs> but again, no, they're uh, all his a variation. Though. So you know notice notice the difference between this one and the last one as far as the the yeah. malt bittering balance. Yeah. I think this one's a little bit more on the money. Okay, uh, but uh, the thing about this one is, I think you know there's a 
fermentation issue. This one's Chris's. It's got a real thin finish. It's got a couple little funky little flavors to it. I think uh, I think that it's a you know, fermentation thing, or maybe it's a, you know in bottling. Again, you know, make sure your bottles and every every inch of your process in bottling is uh, as sterile as possible. The funny thing is the judges really didn't know what they're talking about. They're talking about uh, strong citrus aroma going on when swirled. This is Eric with an A, is the judge. Eric with an A? Uh, you should have used European noble hops. Eric the asshole. <laughs> should have used... Hey, you guys, not enough. You should have used European noble hops, right? I mean, come on, you know, yeah. it's a tough job. I don't, I don't, I don't really doing think it for he's free. an I called Chad an asshole today. Yeah. I don't think he's an asshole. I wish every inch of Chad was sterile. All right, and... <laughs> <laughs> And John was the other judge. He's he's American hops. Both of them said American hops citrusy profile. They're talking about they, you know they're just going on and on about how it's inappropriate to use American hops. You need to use European noble hops. Yeah, well if they were uh, like, if they were know, available right now, you jerks. No, if you were if you were a judge, and I and I'm telling you, this guy used. Uh, uh, well, no, I use Magnum and Santium. This is the judge bashing show. But again, that, show. Sh- that should be fine. Yeah, but, but again, you know, as a judge, don't assume that somebody used, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you're detecting, if you say, hey, it seems kind of citrusy, just say, it seems kind of citrusy to me. I, yeah. I'm getting grapefruit, or I'm getting uh, you know oranges, or I'm getting lemons, or whatever. Don't say that's you fun. should have done something yeah, it's else. Like, well, you obviously, you used American hops, and that's wrong, and you shouldn't have used American hops. You should use European hops. It's like, shut up. You don't yeah. know what was done at Brew Day. Exactly. You don't know what made this beer the beer it was. Yeah, yeah you're and, just barring the guy's nose and mouth. Come on. Right. I mean, and that's all you really want from me. You're making, a, you're making a huge mistake there. I got you John know, Palmer's you, book. Why do I need his advice? You know? Right. You, you know, don't... don't. You get brewing classic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> oh! I have Homebrewing Volume 2. Um, what, what, body, body and carbonation. I think the body's a little thin on this. What also it does, it, it, it devalues the rest of the judges' comments. That might be pretty right. good. If you assume stuff, you know, yep, I yep. had I had someone say, don't use so much black patent in a stout I made. There were there was none in there. Right, exactly. So, so don't exactly. tell me what I did and didn't do. Right. And yeah. now the rest of your thing I could wipe with. Exactly. I, no, I, I, I agree with yeah. you 100%. I got a big pile That's of those. absolutely right. You know, don't tell me I used something in this beer. You have no idea no. what I used in this beer. You weren't there. And, you know... And you should have been, and that hurts. <laughs> the whole process and uh, you know the interaction between the ingredients and the the yeast and the, the all the handling everything that happens yeah. can make a you know flavors that you have no idea. This uh, oh, so you, okay. So you can talk about the flavors, right? Just what don't, you don't presume to know exactly what exactly people yeah. put in the beer. Yeah. Are you yeah. taking this down, Nicole, as the new judge? Yeah, listen up, Nicole. Got it. You know. <laughs> Otherwise, you seem like an ass. No offhanded brewing really? tips, please. Not you, Nicole. You don't seem like an ass. The other yeah. people. Thanks. So again, I think, uh, Although I think we don't there's know something well in yet. here yeah. that's that's made this uh, ferment out a little bit more than it should have. Mm-hmm. That's yeast, Whoa. I think, is what happened. Do you find it a little astringent? Well, what is that weird flavor that's in it? 
I think it just needs to be a bit sweeter. I think that would hide what you're getting. Well, but uh, but the, the reason it's not sweeter is because again something is attenuate over right. attenuated. Eat this, you know. A wild yeast or a bacteria of some kind. Um, lacto, maybe. Sure. I'm not getting that. It does. It does have an acid. I, I would. I, my guess would be lacto. Yeah. Is that it? I do have that uh, caller back in the line. A new judge wants to comment. I think, right? Mm-hmm. B-Dog, you there, my brother? Yeah, I am. Who's this? Uh, I, <laughs> said, my name's Jan. Jan. Mm-hmm. So what's your question, dude? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Just, um, I'm, a new, I'm a relatively new BJCP judge. I just uh, I took the test back in October. Um <clears throat> You know, judging about like three competitions, so in all that, I'm still pretty new. Okay. And I just wanted to, um, you know, just say I agree with a lot of things Jay Z saying. Um, just wanted to say that, yeah, it's not like we go out of our way to piss people off, or you know, there's no vendetta against individual brewers. It's like, right. you know, all we can do is just taste what we taste and you know, report back on that. Sure. And you know, that that sort of thing. Well, and as Jay-Z said earlier, you, you can't tell somebody that what they taste is wrong, uh, because that's what they picked well, up. True. But sometimes yeah. people, you know, you classify it as the wrong thing. Sometimes you taste caramel, you call it diacetyl. Sometimes you, you right, taste right. this, you call it a, a, acetylaldehyde. Uh, so you could certainly label things wrong, but you're right, uh, that you, you can't tell somebody that they didn't taste something. And it's just, it's a matter of experience, and this is why they put... Uh, experienced judges on the same panel with less than experienced judges. With less than, exactly. And, I mean, you know, that's all I was trying to call in to say was, you know, basically that sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's not like it's, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, man, they just diss my beer. They hate my beer. It's right. not my beer. It's it's a beer that came along in the flight, you know. And yeah. You're right. You have no uh, idea whose every, beer it is. Yeah, nobody exactly. is, is, is intentionally, you know. And I, yeah, I think no. as long as you, you go with, I detected this flavor, this aroma, this texture, mm. this is what, yeah. you know, this is what I saw, this is what I felt, this is, you know, nobody can ever say you're wrong, right? Yeah. It's uh, like, it, you know, exactly. there, you know, there's some exactly. things where you can say, well, that's kind of a mix, you know, oh, you detected diacetyl, maybe it was caramel. That's all right. But if you say, well, you know, you should, uh, you know, do this because, you know. It's like, well, then, then then you're going down the wrong road. No. Yeah. Uh, B-Dog, yeah, did, no problem. did you just take the test when you say you're a new judge? I did, took it in October. You know, I got my results in uh, March. Okay. And you and you passed. You're now certified. Yeah, I passed. Now, good. And, you know, now I'm recognized. I did pretty good on the written. And, Great. You know, well, good job. So. Not only congrats, but a thank you, because yeah. we need more judges. Oh, yeah. You're That's part good. of the solution, not part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. thanks, the brother. Final solution. All right, B Dog. Take care, man. Thank you. Yep, Thanks, we'll talk brother. To you later. Later. Yep. Bye. Okay. Um, and then just before we start this one, real quick, another question came through Jay Z from a, uh, one of the listeners. Um, Twelve. They said the BJCP recommends that the judges give brewing tips and and efforts for improvement. Are you saying not to do that? Uh, generally, yes. Okay. Uh, you know, I know that's the whole thing is, oh, you know, tell them how they, you know, and I think that comes from an older era, and 
maybe that's my next uh, jihad is to uh, hmm. you know it's a good holy war <laughs> yes uh, but to stop, you don't want get the remaining Taliban. They don't to, want a Jamil uh, Jihad. Is, is, is that because you, people can give the wrong suggestions? Uh, well, yeah. You know, it'd be great to give suggestions. And I try to give suggestions. But, you know, kind of couch it. You know, your language should be, hey, you know. English. You know, hey, guy. It, it, <laughs> it, it, may, right. it may be this. It may I, be I that. I could be wrong. Right. Uh, okay. You know, I'm just I'm just throwing this out there in case you don't know. That you should boil your wort and that you should add yeast, you know. Okay. <laughs> you know, try and be a little bit humble. Yeah. Because the person out there brewing, you know, there's a good chance they know, you know, far more than you do about about beer. Or maybe they know far less. And, sure. And, you know, if you're truly trying to help and not just be a wise-ass, it'll come through and people will yeah. appreciate it. It's like, okay, well, I, I already know that and that's not the issue. All right, well, yeah. they're just trying to kind of, you know, offer suggestions for somebody who wouldn't be a good good brewer already, you know. Okay. It's the language you use, too. You know, try yeah. like coulds and maybe or watch, right. you right. know, instead of uh-huh. don't. Uh-huh. They don't have to be definitive. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. there's plenty of room there for adverbs. And stuff. Yeah, because you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately. Absolutely. All right. Although, don't write a friggin' essay, for heaven's sake. It's a well, no. short thing. Right. You know, when you're, you're, when you're covering the entire back of the sheet, it's like, you, you know, you're just like... You're bored. ...wasting time. Right. What do we just, got here? You know, you, you do it in a few words, get it done. Uh, we have a triple. An effed up triple from uh, Robert Giaquinta. Uh, Junk it in the forum. And uh, he's got a triple that uh, he did all bizarre things with that... Uh, is the yeast a, didn't finish, and then he threw some other yeast in there. Is that a brewing classic styles recipe? <laughs> no. Oh. No, it is not. <laughs> I can tell you that for, for sure. Um, wow. The odd thing was Belgian wheat it's yeast. It's like smoked. Yeah, it's like smoky like and like a 3942. It's kind of phenomenal. You know I want to punch you in the face when you do that, don't you, JP? There isn't that spice yeah. that I want from a Belgian triple. Yeah, it's it's like a smoky kind of thing. There you go. Mm-hmm. New Judge Nicole. Looking around. For right out of the gate. Not Who came out with a good comment? Judge. We have to yeah, wait and me. see the results. It's very rare here in the uh, studio. <laughs> it was the other chick. It was the other girl. The only other girl in the room. <laughs> Caught us by surprise. So one gave it a yeah. 24, one gave it a 21. That's mm. 22 and a half. You know, it's a good day when one girl can blame it on the other girl National. in the studio. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We, we've achieved a higher stat. We're not just calling you the other girl. Anybody notice it smells a lot better in here today than it normally does? Yes. <laughs> Except for Bevo. I took a shower. Whatever. It's it's overly sweet. Sweet finish, sweet start. And kind of a funky... Like dirt, like earthy kind of thing. Well, the yeah. earthy earthy part is kind of triple. It's, like, it? a, it's like a yeah. Slim Jim. <laughs> Versus the thick Jim that uh, Justin yeah, likes. Yeah, exactly. A lot of a big banana ester. Well, and 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 to give yeah. Robert credit, he he knew that this wasn't a great beer, and he yeah. sent it in just to give us an example of you know something that wasn't so great. Well, thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, because people try and t- send in their best stuff, they're embarrassed to send yeah. in something that's not so great. But here's here's the odd thing is you know we got somebody saying it's skunky. 
No, it's not no, skunky. I'm not it's skunky. I get smoky. It's medicinal. Chlorophenolic. Uh, this is Tina. I get phenolic. Yeah, the judge. I get a little medicinal too. But it should be it should be phenolic. I mean, yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be. It's a Belgian. It's a Belgian triple. It should be phenolic, but it should be spicy phenolic for a triple. Yes. Uh, oxidized. A little sherry going on for sure. Uh, spritzy. Alcohol is hot. Solventy. Spritzy. Metallic bite. Sprit- spritzy. You're spritzy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. But again, you know, here's. You need to be attentive to your transfer processes. Minimize oxidation. And the chlorophenols are a problem. Avoid bleach, chlorinated water. Now, see, here's here's the problem. They're assuming they know what yeah. you Tina, used. Tina, don't do that. This is this is kind of offensive. If I was reading that, I'd be like, you know, pff, you know nothing about my brewing process. Yeah. Well, you just read it off a sheet of potential reasons why this thing right. could be, and right. you want to, no, no, no. you know, you're you're pulling it out be, of your. It'd ear. be better to say, yeah, I don't really know what's wrong, what you might improve, but you know, here's the things I'm detecting. Look into. Uh, you know, yeah. check this, check mm-hmm. that. You know, you try and reduce, and, and that's a, the thing I try and do. It's like try and reduce this flavor, try and increase this flavor. You know, the, and then leave it up to them. You know, they can do the research as to how their process maps to those flavors. I, I tell you, that would be the ideal thing for for judges to do. It's like, well, try and reduce this amount. You know, this thing by you know this percentage. Try and increase. You know, I'm, I'm missing this. You know, hop flavor, try and increase it by 100%. Mm. Uh, vegetal, try and decrease it by, you know, 10%, 20%. Yeah, that's kind of weird, though. That's a weird way to put it, I think. Yeah, but... Because it, it is kind of arbitrary. At least then you could say, all right, I need, uh, you know, the important thing for me is to increase hop aroma. Based on my process, you know, because they'll be like, well, try, you know, adding late hops. It's like, well, I'm already overloading yeah. the kettle with late hops, you yeah. son of a, you know... Mother, right? Ooh. So you know, t- at least then you can map it to your own process versus yeah. them telling you what your process is. Don't tell me what yeah. my process is. You you have no idea. You don't know who I am. Exactly. I wrote a book. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. So were yeah. any of the comments that they picked up in this beer uh, accurate though? Uh, some are, some aren't. Um, really, not great score sheets on this one. Uh, solvent notes are a real problem. Grist does not seem right. A toasted malt character seems present. That does not belong. Finishes awfully dry. Need more flavor and smoother finish. I tell you, it's got a sweet finish. It's not really dry. As it warms up, I'm getting that a lot too. Yeah. Right. But uh, again, I think that this judge here, Joe, uh, professional brewer, also certified. Uh, actually, you know, again, these kind of comments were much more helpful. You know, something doesn't seem right. I'm detecting this. I don't think I should, you know, address that. Yeah. He's not telling you anything about, you know, what your process is. He's just kind of going into, all right, well, you know, here's what I'm detecting. I don't think that's right. You know, try something different. Okay. That I could appreciate. All right. What's next? And uh, we're getting close to the end of these, I think, whether we're done or not. i got to say right now. <laughs> 30 or 40 more, and we're, we're there. Yeah, uh, Belgian Strong Dark, Plano, Texas, Damon Lewis. 
I don't care what's wrong with that beer. I like it. <laughs> That's a good beer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it fits in the style. I'm not judging this thing. I'm just saying my first impression of that taste of beer was I like it. Chad's, Chad's right. It's got a, a Sour. little sourness to it. Maybe that's why I like it. It's got a little lacto or and it's not Brett going on. It's dry. It finishes oh. dry. No, this yeah. is Belgian Strong Dog with Brett. Oh. That's why. It has that big uh, uh, cherry flavor from the Brett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I think it's a good beer. It's probably would be scored horribly, wouldn't it? It's but like you're I, ready for sour beers. Uh, but I would well, like this beer. That's how we always end up after the show is drinking he, sour beers. He entered beer. yeah. a Belgian specialty. Okay. As a uh, strong dark ale with Brett. Oh, well, there you go. How did he, how did he get scored? Uh, 36, Jesus 37. <laughs> What's wrong, JP? Because I entered a, uh, a California Common. Uh-huh. Uh, it was your description. Fermented with Brett uh-huh. in specialty, and I, it got raped. Maybe it sucked. Well. No, it was awesome. But then well, this guy. See, you're you didn't that bring guy. It. Yeah, this guy I enters, was hoping you would bring that uh, on your score sheets. And you know, tonight, so, so did I. But it. I was telling Chad, there's probably more listener beers that would be more appropriate. Oh, yeah. You, know, you bitched out. But you didn't want, you didn't it's want all us, for the listeners. You didn't want us to validate their score no, sheets. No, I'll, I'll ship it to Jamila. I don't care. Well, but but here's the thing. I'll, I'll right? do it. I'm doing it right now. I think you made a mistake in calling it California Common. Uh, well, I don't want to make it about me, but right. <laughs> since we're on the topic, yeah. But I think you also kind of got reamed on the selection of judges on that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of know what you're talking about on that one. I think, I think you got the shaft on that one. I just really like that it starts right. out about this beer and JP with, oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I did get kind of huffy. Well, because it's the same, it's the same circumstance to make you feel better. Yeah. Another set of judges. All right, so so he got uh, thirty six and thirty seven at the blue bonnet. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm impressed with the blue bonnet judges. Yeah, they, I'm going to enter the blue there. bonnet now. And at the the nationals, he got a twenty four or uh, twenty six and <laughs> I can't work the paper here. Can't work the paper. <laughs> it's be, advanced technology. Twenty two. You'll be all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, twenty four average. That's fine then. The specialty categories <laughs> fine, up in the air. Yeah, because it's it some is. of that stuff nobody because you don't know. It really who's is. Who's ever had a beer like that? He can sleep tonight. Yeah, now. what's what's yeah. the classic example? This is imitating. Yeah. Can you name one? I don't see it in brewing right. classic well, styles, so it must not be a valid concept. Well, well and the problem with most judges in that is like, okay, you know, they start going, well, what are you trying to do? Yeah. It's like, well. It should be less about what you're trying to do versus, all right, if you were in Belgium and somebody handed you this beer, is it a really good beer? Yeah. Do you really enjoy drinking this? Would you go, oh, my God, this is one, you know, if it was some, like, you know, really well-known brewer or brewery, would you be like, oh, you know, this is, like, you know, next to one of the greatest beers I've ever had. This is a well, good point. Well, then it's point. a winner. You know, I don't care what they were trying to do. All of that, writing down what you're trying to do, screw that. It should all just be in the Belgian specialty category. It should be all just totally about, yeah. I really Sensory. like this beer or not. Because if... Beer information. A good point he yeah. makes. Because beer information. what you're trying to do... Well, what do you think I'm trying to do, stupid? I entered it in this particular category. Right. If it's a Belgian specialty, I was trying to make a Belgian specialty. 
Did I get really mad for no reason? Yeah, yeah. no, okay. probably for some reason, but All you right. did get really mad. I, now, this also, Jamil, is why some of the larger commercial competitions, the, the GABF, the World Beer Cup, they don't award a first place in every category. Because maybe among the beers that are there, it's a fine beer, but it's not a world-class beer. It, among Belgian beers, it is not an amazing, wonderful Belgian yeah. beer. So it, it's, a, it's really a good point that just because maybe compared to the other beers in the flight, it's good doesn't make it a fantastic beer does it right but i'll tell you you know with the the science (laughs) i think it's bullshit too wow i think with the with the science i have personal i have personal experience about this with the science of competitions that are going on (laughs) and the quality of brewers you know like in the in the united states i'm telling you people you know they're 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 brewers like you know uh, Tommy Arthur and yeah. you know Vinny and uh, you know the, and you know all around the country that are brewing some of the greatest beers you're ever going to have yeah. in this lifetime. Agreed. And you you go into competition and people say, well, you know, it's not like you know my you know memory of you know X beer and you know I think it's a lot of BS about. Mm-hmm. Oh, this beer is not as good, you know, because it can't be as good. Okay, it's Which like is no, why no, no, everyone should come visit load, me at the Trappist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a load of crap. It's I'm there like Thursday you know, through Sunday. <laughs> Bevo, what is your personal experience? With it has this? nothing to do with beer. What so. does it have to do? with I was in a beauty contest. <laughs> there was and a Belgian guy. Place. Once. There was no first to have a song. I was in a singing. Co- I was in music competition, and I got second place. And there was no first place because they didn't think that I was good enough to be first. But you, I got second. Uh, you weren't a world class. Blow me! Yeah. I was good enough. I should have yeah. been first. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Bevo, you're first in Sam's competition. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know who's angrier, Bevo or JP, but I love it from both of them, I have to say. I think you two should keep it up. You're, both of you are first in all of our hearts. Thank yes. you. I, just, I think that that's so sure. mean. Yeah. Like, okay. you're good. You're just not good enough. Well, right. you know what's weird is I that... I just don't subscribe to the everybody gets a medal uh, uh, philosophy. Well, like in wine competitions. Well, I agree and, with that, though. In you know, amateur wine competitions? Like, if there's... Uh, there's like 100, be- 100 wines in a certain category, 20 people will get a gold. Right, right. Which I don't understand that of, at all. A load of crap is what that I think is. that's no, the no, no. opposite. There has to be a winner Everybody and a wins. loser. No, there yeah. there can be a winner, but you know, I if, tried. If, if you have a, a a bunch of bunch of entries that are really excellent examples, yeah, there can be only one first place. There can that's be fine. only one, yeah. but there could be some that are they're all really good, and the the gold recognizes them as being all right. These are these are excellent examples. What if the gold, what if the very best beer of all of the beers mm-hmm. is still, and we're talking commercial, I guess, mm-hmm. here, is still not a world-class beer? Well, that's, Should the that's World fine. Beer Cup give that a gold oh, because no, it's the best fine. beer? But I'll, I'll tell you this, a lot of times... It's some doofus who doesn't really know anything about beer. Well, but it's drinkability a, of beer, saying that, that case, it's not it's a, a world-class example. No, it's a panel of doofuses. Yes. And one strong doofi I see. Is, it, it, I see. Is, is just bashing the hell out of something and, and dragging it down. Or they're all so full of themselves that they think, you know, oh, you no, know, no, I really know good beer. And it's like... Uh, uh, you know, they're, I've been they're... to the Offenstoff in several times, and this is <laughs> I would never so this to listen me. Listen to the prince; he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, he does. But you uh, know, that, that's the thing. There are a lot of really great beers out there, and you know, to think that everything you're going to drink is a thirty-point beer or a thirty-five-point beer, I really pity you. You know, 
the, you're drinking, you know, 45 to 50 point beers, and you're you're recognizing them as, you know, 30 to 35. Yeah. And that's just pathetic. Okay. It's like, you know, they're just awesome beers. And, and if you were to take, you know, a fresh example of the greatest, you know, beers from Germany and Belgium and England and, you know, anywhere in the world, and enter them in the competition here, yeah. they'd score in the 30s, the low to mid-30s. Because there's a lot of people that are just, you know, they have no idea what, you know, a, a great example of the style is. There, there, are, there are plenty who do. Sure. And, you know, God bless them. They've, they've put a lot of effort into understanding what is really, you know. Uh, a lot you know, bless the, them, too. You know, I mean, you know, look, uh, you know, G- Gordon Strong, he really understands. You know, my friend Harold, he really understands. He really, you know, puts a lot of effort into, you know, seeking out, traveling around the world, you know, see, understanding what, you know, great beer is. And, uh, you, know, you know, God bless them. There are some people who can't pass the BJCP test hmm. who understand what great beer is and really will recognize it off the bat. Hmm. And there's plenty of people who have passed the test who, for some one reason or another, they're caught up in the process of judging and yeah. the, and God knows what what they're they're uh, awarding. It's more deeper than that. It's it's not about the process. It's about the feeling of judging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did we again, did we actually evaluate this beer? Or did we just start <laughs> ranting about it? We, just we started, started ranting. Yeah. So so we talked about you know the first one. The blue bonnet score sheets again look good. I'm 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 impressed. There, there, uh, Jamil, you know when the blue bonnet is judged? Is that uh, like an earlier? Uh, is that by several months? Uh, That's what? March uh, 28th, 29th. Okay, and these year. were judged uh, in uh, April, I guess. Yeah, so there's uh, yeah, so there's a month. Well, Sixty difference. to seventy days. Or something. But the funny thing is, on this one, mm-hmm. you would think the Brett character would get stronger over time. Yeah, right. Right. All right. So, and again, I think the Nationals are great. I think it's well done. I think everybody should enter. Uh, but nobody in the national scoring here gave any sort of indication that they detected any sort of Brett whatsoever. No acknowledgement. No sourness. They get the quad aspects, but no Brett aspects. And in, in the finish, they didn't. How long ago was this? Detect the quad aspect. This would be in, in April. April. So the first one was in March, where they detected the Brett. They thought it was wonderful. In the next one, they de- they're either detecting the quad or not detecting the quad. Hmm. Neither one is detecting the Brett. There's no Brett evident. It's full of oxidation and flaws. Brett can be okay. so en- enigmatic too. So though. those those flaws you're tasting are probably the Brett that you're thinking, are, you know. Yeah. Because what we're tasting now is sour. cherry, so but 20, it could just be dusty. Twenty-two mouth to twenty-six. Yeah. Any variety of sour you, or other. Mm-hmm. Depends on what strain. I get kind of a Kool Aid aftertaste, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Not as a well, flaw, kind of just it's cherry, in- interesting. That, yeah, that cherry kind of character. Yeah, on that, on that. Uh, so on that one, I'd throw out the NHC score sheets. <laughs> I just ignore those. On that the bread beer that Chad and I made, bottle. I got a, I got a taste like infected. Well, yeah, because it was <laughs> yeah. fermented with bread. It, so it's just, it, it's just, you know, it, right. it's kind of like that one. Some people don't know. Next one again, Robert uh, Giaquinta, uh, junket in the forum, New Jersey. He is uh, entering a, a black and brutal bitter. This is a B3 all-grain kit. Racist. Yes. 
It's blackened. It, he didn't say black. No. Yeah. So he got I a thought, suntan. I thought it was he black entered as a black IPA. Why does it be black? What does that mean? Yeah. There's a black IPA. It's uh, it John Mayer's black and right. brutal bitter. So confused, I started sniffing my mic instead of the beer. There's no category for black IP. <laughs> JP, you're doing a good job. I kind of swirled it. It smells. Du- oh shit! It smells like Doc and Schumann. Weird. <laughs> I tell you, I like that. I didn't get any. How come Beavis got someone? I didn't get. Because yeah. I'm prettier. Shit. I don't know what that is. That might Shit's be the beer. Angry at me because, be because I've been talking else. to Nicole. It's like a hopped up like Schwartz beer <laughs> or something. It's tasty. It is. Yeah. I've actually Th- had this commercially. Thirty-eight and a half points. I need to. Well, what involved. do you think? Oh, what category? I think was it's this great. In? I think uh, black IPA. I think um, there's no category oh. called black IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. We just made that noise. Wow. I have a feeling that was our new producer. Oh I think that's really well well fermented. I think it's well brewed. I think that's well done. I think it needs a little more malt. Uh, but but I think the hops score are great. there. Yeah, but, you know, that's real drinkable. If, you know, oh, no, I'm not saying it's not. It definitely is. I think it needs just a little more backbone. Yeah, but you go with the... Uh, I think we've had a lot of malty beers. I think if you were to have this at Rogue, you'd say it's as malty as, oh, yeah. you know, Brutal Bitter. No? I don't think so. I think you're wrong. Well, I think I'm right. I think it's a, a teabag fight. <laughs> Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. They're no. going to no. teabag fight instead. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more exciting it's to watch. It's kind of what we do. Yeah. You heard of Junkyard Wars? <laughs> 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 as long as I'm not involved. <laughs> Junkyard Wars, oh my god. That's hilarious. Tasty, try not to laugh, okay? I won't. <laughs> don't, don't crack your face. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when you say IPA, I mean, you're going to be saying, like, what, 60, 80 IBUs. Where's the IBUs in this beer? Come on. There are no IBUs in this beer. Well, I guess not none. But it's not a hoppy. Mm. <laughs> JC's done. <laughs> Junkyard Wars did him in. <laughs> oh, JP's one of the funniest people I know. Uh, the- uh, okay. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I think it's 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 IPA level. Well, we've been drinking your, you know, Tasty's uh, Pale Ale, which is like IPA oh. level. <laughs> what is that, like 100, no, no, like 50 million IBUs? Yeah. <laughs> no, I really One billion IBUs. <laughs> it's like 38 IBUs. I think this billion. is well done. <laughs> the only thing like better than three blades is four <laughs> blades. <laughs> it's a Gillette commercial now. I, could, I, I would order a second pint of this beer for sure. Uh, yeah, I'd, oh, I'd sure. order several. It's a, I still think it needs just to be ratcheted up a little bit more. The hot bitterness is, well, is being uh, really he- well balanced by the by the roasted malt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably so. It's, think, that's what's making it seem less bitter. Yeah, it's sure. probably balanced. Mm. Well, and, and and here's the thing. Also, our palates are getting blown out from like three thousand beers that people sent in. Yeah. We're all drunk. Someone's getting blown out. Don't pour that. Is there one more? All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to do it when we come back. Okay. All right. Is that the deal? Are we done with this one? Do we need to comment on this? Uh, big American more? Hot Flavor. It's like a roasty uh, plainy. You know, this beer is what you described. This chick's awesome. Uh, yeah. Justin, I like that comment. I always do it when I come back, too. Yeah. I think like after the, the anniversary. The only, uh, the only negative I'd have on these these sheets. You do. Is that they didn't score a little higher. This is a really well done beer. They didn't reference my book. 
The only thing wrong with this sheet is it's not no, my I don't recipe. See, I don't see you in classic styles. They didn't man. say please refer to Jamil's description. What the, what, the hell is, what the hell is going on here? They didn't say next the very time least, you, you could Jamil's reference book. the show or the BYO column. <laughs> I don't see where this is going right for me. They didn't uh, say no, I think I think this is really. Uh, Where's my maggot column? Yeah, one guy started out uh, at <laughs> Not fif- the maggot 15, skin. and he, he bumped it up. The other guy was at 39. Um, the other guy started at 31, so he, he, he bumped it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Push over. I think it's really well done. I, I wouldn't I change think it's a, a good thing. I, yeah, I, I think that's a great kit from B3. I think, uh-huh. it, you know, I think you did a great job of brewing it. I would just keep brewing it, enjoying it, and entering competitions, and if people understand or not, the, the specialty category. It's different enough that it will stand out. Yeah, and the and specialty it's category, though, it's, it's kind of whether you, 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 you get the Jones of the, uh, the judges are, are judging it or not. Yeah. And sometimes you get people who just like, well, they, they just won't accept what you tried. And I think that's what what you ran into, JP. I think you brewed an excellent beer. I well, think you just ran. Chad and I. I think I think you ran into judges that just weren't open to thinking outside the box, and you ended up, you know, with with a crappy score. I think uh, you know it, it's a crapshoot in that. You know, yeah. you have to have a, a well brewed beer, and this is. And I think you know you might place, you might not. Just depends on you know what kind of situation you're getting and what what you're going up against, but. Yeah, drinkability is is key, and yeah. and the judges have to be open to drinkability. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, it's a fine beer. All right, we've got one more beer to try. We're going to take a break, and we will do it uh, when we come back from the break. Plus, I got a couple of things coming up for you. I've got a people calling in. We've got a European drunk of the week trying Whoa. to get through. To, he's he's been trying to call in for an hour. He's like, listen, the sun is coming up for heaven's sake here in England. Uh, so we've got a couple of drunk of the week calls. We've got one more beer to evaluate. Uh, we've got John Foster uh, is on the phone. Uh, Sully was trying to call in. We got a lot of things to do. Plus, I think it's going to be a fun week for drunk of the week so going into the break i will play you our voicemail montage uh for this week it's just a couple of minutes long so here you go take a break we'll be right back enjoy this bn army moment the voicemail we'll be right back it's the session hey justin it's philly beer geek again nate from pennsylvania you funny douchebag well one you made one of our friends drive home he shouldn't have but you made him do it, you asshole. I fucking hate you. God damn it. Now I'm eating raw beans, like dry, dehydrated beans, just to bite you. You asshole. Die. Partners. Anybody here wanna buy my nuts? I've got nuts for sale. Hot nuts. Um, bag hole. There once was a lass from Anheuser that boasted no man could surprise her. But Bush took a chance and found Schlitz in her pants. Now the poor girl is sadder but wiser. Film Lab Rat in Hollywood. What the hell is going on? Justin, I'd rather watch fucking bacteria take over my carboy. Instead of watching this ridiculous Sox San Francisco game, two nothing eighth inning, Alexi Ramirez, 98 pounds of soaking wet tube, hitting a fucking home run, 
what the hell is that shit? I'm a Sox fan, and still, I'm still figuring out what the crap's going on. Oh, well, man. But, uh, other than that, that's about it. Just gonna go home and drink some homebrew. Local brewer, signing out from Chicago. Later. Justin Bobitschu! This is Andy from Philly. I'm here at Saver in Washington, D.C. with my sister Julia, McGruffis, and some guy who looks a little suspect, and he has a huge head. I assume it's Sully. We just wanted to say hey. Um, my sister has something she wanted to say. I have absolutely nothing to say, and you just put me on the spot. She uh, She's not really a brewer, but she loves Doc and Augustina Barina. We almost crashed the car listening to the Conical Christmas giveaway. Um, Sully had a couple of choice comments. Uh, hey, Justin, it's Sully. Your outgoing message, man, creeps me out. It's way too aggressive. Uh, listen, I'm at Saver with uh, a bunch of BNers. Help, send help. They've got me trapped here. I'm taking pictures. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it back. Anything you can do. I got my Vespa here. I got my Gruffith here. Uh, uh, Julia and uh, her, maybe her brother, Andy. <laughs> and anything you can do. Send help. Send JP. No, don't send JP. Just do something, please. Just do something. Send John, please say, do something, please. Help, 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 help. Yo, JP, this is Buff. We tried to be drunk of the week one week, and we're at Saver. And I'm sorry that you weren't here because this was a really good beer fest, and we miss you a lot. And we met Shauno and Seth, and BN is the best thing that ever happened to me. And my life is terrible without the BN, and I just can't take it anymore. So, cheers and post. What's up, JP, Jay-Z, Justin, Jay, another Jay, and Doc. I'm just sitting here finishing a bottle of beautification. It was absolutely fantastic. But we found out that some food that goes great with this beer, try it sometime. Some saltines, cheddar, and apples is great. Take a bite of that, you take a sip of the beautification, it's fantastic. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekends, fuckers. Are you hippie? You fucking hippie?